You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Huh? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe. This week, we are finishing up our Indiana Jones series by talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, to help me talk about it, I am joined by two great returning guests. Uh, first up, he's been here for Last, uh, Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so he's back to finish up the series with me. It's Andy Gorham. Andy, how you doing? I am great, Matt. Thank you for having me back to finish this Indiana june's lie up <laughs> yes indiana july now i mean yeah we just slid thank god the next month was a j we just slid right into it. thank goodness right yeah uh it worked out uh and uh yes i'm glad to have you back uh and this time we're also joined by the man who's been uh my faithful co-host for every episode of this indiana jones series uh so of course he had to be here for the finale it's james coddington james how you doing i'm doing good matt thanks for having me back i know i had <laughs> had to finish up strong i couldn't not have you back for the you, you do four of the five and not have you back for five well you could have probably said like no spielberg i'm not going to be on that yeah, i'm out i'm only I'm here out. for the spielberg one but no no, no spielberg I'm, I'm... no no james coddington yeah <laughs> no I'm, I'm 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 glad to uh finish this out this will be fun uh, yes it will yeah. be I'm excited to talk to you guys about this movie. So um, I will explain to people, this is going to be a little weird episode uh, probably from people listening. But uh, so the original idea was to have both you guys and Mark Warner and Hayden Gilbert join us. But it was just not going to work out with people's schedules because Hayden's like currently on a vacation. James, you're going on a vacation. So I was like, I didn't want to leave anybody out in the cold. So I'm going to do two separate discussions and stitch them together. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is that I'm going to say the same things a lot in both discussions. <laughs> but I imagine knowing Mark and Hayden, they will bring up some unique talking points that we might not even get to because that's what Mark and Hayden tend to do. I feel like they bring up things where I'm like, I didn't even think about that. They're, they get in the details. They get in the weeds. Uh, so people listening will probably see all those names and be like, where are Mark and Hayden? They'll be in the next part. So we're going to do a discussion <laughs> on Dial of Destiny. I'm going to kind of wrap it up with you guys. I'll stitch in the next part. And then it'll be me and Mark and Hayden talking about Dial of Destiny. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this won't be a five-hour episode. We'll see how it goes. So, um, But that's just what's going on. I didn't want to leave anybody out. And uh, that's the way I thought we could do it. So, uh, gentlemen, we will we will skip the what stuff we've seen lately. Because just want to jump right into this new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, I guess because it's still fairly new when this will come out, we could talk a little bit about like general feelings, thoughts before we get into like real specifics or spoilers. Um, so I will start with James. <laughs> I'll start with how, well, actually, okay, two, two questions here. So how are you Good. feeling leading up to it? And then now that you've seen it, how do you feel about it? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see, leading up to it, I was, you know, excited 
uh, but hesitant or, you know, you know, just trying to keep my, uh, didn't want to get hyped up, you know, too uh-huh. much. Cause I am not a huge crystal skull fan. And so like the bad taste of the last movie kind of has followed all these years. And, you know, now knowing that Spielberg wasn't involved again, not that hey, Spielberg was involved with crystal skull. So that doesn't necessarily mean like <laughs> this is true. Yeah. that would have just been <laughs> some deal winner, but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm excited for a new Indiana Jones as everyone is. So I went in with, you know, the 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 most uh plateaued expectations expectations <laughs> i could you know give myself mm-hmm. and um after seeing it is that what you're saying what was the second question well, after yeah and now that you've seen it your kind of thoughts about general thoughts uh, <laughs> general general thoughts after i saw it was um it was fine uh, i thought it was overall okay like i mean i i, I didn't love it i didn't hate it so it, it's definitely just kind of down the middle for me which is kind of how Crystal Skull is ending up to be now over, you know, all my rewatches that, you know, it used to be really, really bad, but now I've kind of grown on it a little bit too. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's okay. I, I, there's things that I liked and there's things that I didn't like. There's uh, things that I thought I would like more about this one that I didn't like about this one that I would like about the others more if that makes sense. So that's confusing, but we'll get into that uh, later. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall I had, a, I had a totally fine time with it. I didn't come out loving it. Didn't come out hating it. I, I was glad I saw it. It was nice to see Harrison Ford finish this out. Well, maybe, uh, you know, well, I don't know. It, it has <laughs> to end now. It has to end now. I, I will file a court uh, injunction to make this stop now. Uh, and I don't even, yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm not, that's not my feel. He's 80. It just has to stop at some point. Like, he is 80. Uh, it's just, it's just I think like, that, that this should be the end of Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. But, yeah. uh, and if it is, it was great. He, he was great. I mean, this series has had now three endings. It should have like yeah, this it is felt like three different endings. All endings. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a little too far, but I'm saying all endings that I've liked, which is funny. I mean, it's like it keeps ending. I'm like, I like that ending. I like that ending. Okay, I like this ending. But it's like yeah. at some point we got to call this thing off. Uh, but okay. I agree. Uh, I I will say before we started, I thought you were going to tell me you hated this. You hinted. I don't know what you even said that made oh. me think your tone was like I'm gonna. I really despise this thing, but now it sounds like you were oh, like in the middle. Okay, yeah, I was in the middle. I, I'm trying to think of okay. what I said that made. You I don't know. Think. I don't know. You just kind of sounded like oh, I got some. Th- I don't know. You just had this tone of like. This I thing. mean, hey, who knows where <laughs> I might end up after I start talking about it? That that's one of those things where maybe I have um, over. What's the like? You know where you. I don't know, like you I've under myself... you underhype things in your and, own or, yeah, or I'm making myself like it more than I do. Uh, maybe okay. I don't gotcha. know. We'll see okay. as we talk about it and discuss. I love, I love the the tease there. It's like we don't know where you're gonna go. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I am. I'm curious. You're more about it, but I will ask Andy. Uh, how were you feeling before Battle Destiny, uh, leading up to it, and how do you feel after you've seen it? <laughs> okay, leading up to it, uh, I'm glad you guys didn't know me five, six, seven years ago, because I would overhype myself for every, like when episode <laughs> seven came out, The Force Awakens, I was un- like, nobody wanted to even talk to me because they're like, let me guess, you're going to talk about Star Wars again. I ramped myself up. So in the last couple of years, I've really been good about lowering that so I can go in as, like James said, as even plateaued as possible. And this is one of those where I went, all right, I like Crystal Skull a lot. It's not great. It's not perfect. We're now 18 years past that. I'm going to go in just, I just want to see Harrison Ford 
show up and excited to be in the in the movie and you know some good dialogue and good action and that's what i went in hoping for and and you know i've had indie like all of us kind of our whole lives um so it's one of those there isn't it's impossible to not go in with any expectation because it's you know 40 plus years um so went in saw it when i went out i think i was doing what what i said james did i underplayed it in my mind because i didn't <laughs> want to be the the typical well gorham loves everything that he sees <laughs> and, there's, um, and the more <laughs> yeah there's super super positive andy so annoying um uh, but then when i sat with it and thought about it and i went a second time after the second time I was like, okay, I really like this movie for what it is. And I didn't compare it to any of the others. And I think that's what helped, what's helped me so far in terms of my enjoyment level with it. Okay. Okay. That's, that makes sense. Especially <laughs> trying not to compare it's it to a, the other A good ones. thing to do. And I, yes. I, I guess what, I just figured out what I, we were both trying to say, Andy, even killed. That's even killed. Thank you. Yes. Even yeah. killed. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> somebody listening was like, it's even killed. Yeah. You guys. Even like, uh, They're screaming uh, at their phone. <laughs> this is like my thing. That's like my signature move now is like not knowing how to Words. talk. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing the English language. What a move! It's like, I just yeah, that's a great, it's a great signature uh, signature play. Um, I'm gonna go on a podcast and not know words. Great, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, know how to talk. So here I go. I podcast good. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, boy. Um, okay. So going into Dial of Destiny, I I was trying to be like you two. I think you both like even keeled. Although I think my patients were pretty low because I don't think the trailers were great uh i thought like i didn't except when they played the indiana jones theme song which then i'd be like oh well now we're back like everything looks great when you're uh doing that but um they yeah so i i was going in like i'm gonna see especially doing this indiana jones series we've been doing it got me more hyped up though than i think i would have been if i had just kind of been not talking about it for a month straight <laughs> like the whole series so i felt like i was more more hyped than usual uh but I still felt like I was my expectations were, were level, if not low. Uh, I, I was thinking Jamie said it too. It was like, oh, there's no Spielberg. But then I thought, well, Spielberg did Crystal Skull, and I don't really enjoy that. So is that really even like a knock at this point? Um, and I like James Mangold for the most part. Like he's got a pretty mm -hmm. good hit record with me. Like I I can't off the top of my head think of one that I've been like, oh, what a what a dud that one was, you know. So I was like, well, that's good. If we're not gonna have Spielberg, James Mangold's good. Um so I went into it like that. Uh, solid. I guess I'm the freshest, even though I feel like I've already things are leaving my mind. But uh, solid today with a crowd of older people. Mostly, it was like a real. It was a real crowd of like senior citizens. Like the place was packed with. And I was like, well, it kind of. It just gives me like a weird thing where I was like, oh my god, but the the thing started forty over forty years ago. If they were all in like their. 20s or even teens they're all in like 50s 60s i'm like that makes sense like they started when they you know so i was like oh but they they loved it uh <laughs> I, I think the crowd loved it i have very mixed feelings about dial of destiny I have very mixed feelings it's kind of, i kind of came out like i feel about crystal skull where it's like there's some things i really enjoy and then some things i really don't enjoy <laughs> and it's a it's hard to uh, know where I fall because I'm so like it's it's one good one bad it keeps kind of bouncing back and forth uh, um, yeah so it'll be interesting to talk through with you guys because I've got 
a lot of it's it's bad. the negative stuff's like popping out more in my mind right now but i know there's plenty of stuff where i'm like that that was fun but um yeah yeah so i i don't know i'm really i think i need to talk about it with somebody because i'm just like in a real <laughs> weird like i'm all over the place right now with this movie it's it's the, the the bad part about doing brand new movies is you have no time to sit with it <laughs> and you have to you can't really rewatch it easily it's just kind of like you really got to go in there and just speak with your gut because you don't really have time to process it so yep. that's what we're gonna do i guess so uh yeah okay process the shit out of this process the shit out of it uh so <laughs> do our best so i don't know it's i i would right now i basically maybe put it oh god like a hair above crystal skull in my ranking but it's mm-hmm. almost tied i don't i don't know um yeah, yeah i don't know that's kind of how i uh, <laughs> it's tough they're kind of tied yeah, <laughs> they're just tied for fourth. I mean, it's, it's they they don't compare to the first three for me, and yeah. that's fine. Like Andy said, you know, you don't have to compare them to the first three, but if I'm going to, they're they're fourth, right? But yep. uh, yeah, I mean, they both have their own fine things that they do outside of those three. Um, it is whenever you combine them with the, all of them that it, they, it, the issues start to, to show more, right? I, mean, I mean yeah it's hard not to because you know, right. it's the same character it, and it's you know uh it's just it's tough i want it to stand on its own but it kind of it's hard for it to stand on its own because i feel like it's doing so much dependent on past movies that it's mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know where, where do we begin where do we begin after that um we begin at the beginning yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you can start tell you one at thing. the beginning and you begin at the beginning. I'll yep. tell you one thing I don't like right off the bat. It's <laughs> that uh we're starting the beginning. And I guess now we're all getting to spoilers. So everybody, if they haven't seen it, uh you come back later. Um Yeah, it, it's I was gonna say it's almost hard to talk about anything without spoilers because they don't really show much in the the trailer. I mean, so to like, be fair, that's a good trailer though, for the most yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean not, not a good trailer in terms of like getting you hyped for it, but they didn't they didn't like give going away. into it. I really didn't know much of anything other than yeah. yeah. Yeah, which um, was nice. Because even the, the intro trailers, to me is every... a spoiler, kind of like <laughs> considering no. that it's what twenty five minutes of de aged Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. So oh, okay, well, I I didn't even think about that. I was going to go back to kind of where we pick up Indiana Jones in older Indiana Jones, but we could start with the prologue. Oh, I guess. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, the I mean, prologue. prologue. Okay, this is the longest Indiana Jones movie by a good amount. They're all like two hours right basically like they all yeah. run about two hours like so this one 210 at most i think right at most yeah and this one's 230 <laughs> like maybe yeah. maybe a little shorter without the credits but uh yeah. the prologue probably adds most of that because this prologue goes on for yeah. a very long time with a de-aged harrison ford in he's in germany right nazi germany yep. or are they somewhere yeah. else okay uh and you know what i the de-aging is not bad it's still a little weird you know what really breaks up the de-aging effect? When 80-year-old man Harrison Ford voice comes out of the mouth of the de-aged Harrison Ford. Because <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, like, hey, this doesn't look bad. And then he starts talking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just it's Harrison Ford now. They didn't, you're like, I know they, I'm like. They kind of doctored it a little bit. They made him sound a little younger. But you're oh, right. There is something weird. I, I didn't even think they did anything. I, like, I disagree. No, no. I just didn't <laughs> think they did anything. I mean, maybe you're right. But when I heard it, it was so jarring. It was so, like. He had that. I've heard a lot of interviews lately, you know, and, and for the movie and stuff. And I'm like, that's just him now. Um, and I know, yeah. like, my example is weird, but I feel like on South Park, when they the guys do the voices, they de-age them to sound like children. So you know, I know they can like they can you know mess with his voice a little bit, make it sound a little younger. I felt like they didn't try it. At all. I thought they were just like, yeah, just sound like gravelly eighty year old Harrison Ford. 
Um, and that throws me off, but it's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible de-aging otherwise. Uh, did you guys no. have any issues with it? You liked it or the de-aging? James, you want to go first? You want me to? You go Either, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was some, some scenes that worked really well. And there were some times where I was like, I can see the stitching. And it's one of those, I think it's impossible not to look for it because we know that's 80 years, you know, we saw the pictures of him with the dots on his face. So I'm like looking for it. Um, I will say when he puts, when he's got the, the hat on and when it's, it, there's shadows, it looks a lot better. And I was listening to another, uh, another podcast talk about it. And somebody mentioned why this uncanny Valley thing doesn't work for them. And I, I think it works for me too, now that I've heard him say it, but he said, when they CGI everything, there's no makeup on them. And everybody else has makeup on their face to cover little things. So they have every imperfection of the CGI of a mole here, a wrinkle there. And so that's why it might look so weird sometimes. And I was like, oh, I never really thought of that before, but you're right. They all wear makeup on set. So there's going to be a little right. bit of, you know, that and the CGI doesn't have it. So maybe that's why it looks so weird to me. But there were some scenes where it was good. Some scenes where I was like, I, I can see it. When he had the hat on and when it was shadowier, it worked a lot better for me. Yeah. Kind of kind of same. Like right when it starts, you know, it's just like close up of his face. It, I thought mm -hmm. it looked good too. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of like every time he starts moving, basically anytime his face moves, it's like it's playing catch up. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So it's almost like there's like some delayed, oh, well, it's not quite there. So it's like, and it's a weird thing for your mind to try to deal with because like you said, you know, it's fake and it's not even that it's fake. We don't care about like bad CG or CG, yeah. but we are so focused on, he is what we're focused on. Not even just us knowing that, you know, because of the dots, but that who else are we supposed to be looking at, but Harrison Ford. So of course <laughs> right. we're going to like be really focused on this. So it's going to you know jar us more. So it, it is a little weird. And, but yeah, I mean, it, it is, I guess it's as good as it, could be for the most part i think the the biggest part for me in terms of like bad cg is actually like there's a scene where he's like running across the top of a train during oh that. yeah yeah and it's like completely cg like <laughs> i mean maybe it's not but again this is one of those times where if it's not i've got i haven't seen that it's not but it literally looks like a bad video game version yeah. of you know like Indiana and that, Jones running across the top of the oh. train i'm like why didn't they get someone to run across the top of the train like <laughs> That happens all the time, and I don't even understand. It doesn't have to be him. It can be anyone. Like If that's the same moment I'm thinking of, that might be the first time they hit the Indiana Jones theme, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like a faraway shot of, like, Yes, CGI it's like kind of panning out, running. and he's Yeah, I'm like, that is not the, the best train. time to first hit the Indiana Jones music. Like, yeah, it was CGI, a little Harrison Ford running across train at night in the rain, which I, it might be rain. I know it's nighttime, but I know they do the whole night and rain thing later on, too, and it just made me think. Oh, you're just covering for the CGI. Yes, <laughs> like uh, I, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, this whole intro is in nighttime, so it's hard yeah. to kind of read a lot of it already because they filmed it at dark, and then yeah, like you said, it happens again. And the <laughs> it's very again. frustrating when it's like, I know that's what they're doing. I know most people probably don't care or know about that who are watching the movie. I'm like, ever since yeah, I heard that like, oh yeah, they'll do like it'll be at night, they'll throw rain effects in to try and kind of cover up more CGI, and I was mm -hmm. really focused on that with this and uh is, which is almost uh, almost not like, unfair i guess but wrong word but it's like i just like i wish i didn't notice this kind of stuff i don't know it was funny too back to the dh harrison Ford when they first like pulled the sack off his head again i said it's almost a lot of it was an older crowd and a woman behind me when they pulled the sack off she literally went huh 
it's almost <laughs> like she didn't understand. I, I took it as like, I don't understand how they have a young Harrison Ford. And I heard another lady a few minutes later, not even a few seconds later, kind of go, what? Like <laughs> It was the most baffled sounds I've ever heard. I'm like, I wish I could be that blown away by the DH Harrison Ford or just, conf- I don't know if they were confused or what. It was just very funny to me to hear this, like pull the bag off. And the first thing I hear is, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know what she thought they did. I don't know. It was just very funny. To that, me. Well, yeah. That's very interesting though. You say that. Cause that makes me think like there's people, right. We are in a movie bubble. Like yep. yeah, we're watching this who don't, yeah. Don't like, is that supposed to be like a, aha moment like oh my god did you know that that was <laughs> Harrison Ford also might not see like, the trailer so maybe it, like yeah. that shot yeah, was prominent in the trailer too so I was ready because it is them. filmed that way but I right. just, I, I was ready for them literally to think about it you said that I did Indiana Jones oh it's it's him it's under there he's the star of the film but he's younger he was, maybe I don't know if he was blown away that it was him or that it was de-aged him because I could imagine like my mom and stuff, I don't watch trailers for movies. They may see a commercial here and there. But like, so I, if you don't see a trailer, that shot was all over the trailer. They pull the bag off and it's young Indiana Jones. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always very funny. <laughs> but that whole sequence, I, like, I think in theory is a good action sequence. And it goes on for a very long time. There's a lot of running around the train. I really like the bit. Uh, it's like, I think it's kind of clever when Indiana Jones still has the like Nazi uniform on and walks into a train car and the two lower ranking Nazi guys are like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, you know, take this stuff or whatever. And he's like, uh-huh. And then turns around and the one guy kind of looks at him and he has a, there's like a bullet hole straight through the jacket with blood. And that's what gets him caught. Like little stuff. There's still like fun little Indiana Jones moments in that train set piece sequence. Like that mm-hmm. I think is overall good sequence. But the stuff that I think bothers me on it is like the stuff that James talked about was like really obvious CGI and like, just i don't know it's just kind of that that it's the same thing with crystal skull it has like this weird false like sheen oh. or look to it that the the first three just do not have and i hate comparing these to the first three because it's super unfair but it's just got this false veneer on it and it's like i had just seen the again i'm comparing other movies but i had just seen the mission impossible dead reckoning trailer right before the movie started and I know there's CGI obviously helping with stuff in Mission Impossible, but how much they, that did they did for real, you know, is like Tom Cruise literally jumping a friggin' motorcycle off a mountain and parachuting. So it's like, I see that, and then I have to watch this, where it's like, how much of this was done practically? I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. It's like, well, oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, okay, you saying that is another thing that was running through my mind the whole time I was watching it. Like every time an action set piece would happen. And again, it's an unfair thing, right. To judge it half unfair to judge it against, you know, mission impossible. It's not a mission impossible movie, but yeah, I was literally thinking the same thing. It's like, man, we have this movie over here with Tom Cruise. And like, we know that 99% of it is just real and it looks real. And then we've got this where we don't know what's real, what's not. And even what is real looks fake, which is just another problem in and of itself. Like what's the point of it? You shooting it real. If what we see doesn't even feel real, you know, because I think I've, I just saw something earlier today or yesterday that like a lot of that, uh, the horse sequence, you know, in New York, um, you know, shot real on, on location there. And like, but you see, like, it's like kind of what I was talking about with the crystal skull behind the scenes where you see those pictures and stuff. They don't look anything like what we saw in the final product. And it's like, 
why are you hurting yourself, you know, and making it look worse than it did when you originally did it? Like, I don't understand that logic really, or where that comes in. Or maybe they think it does look better. I don't know, but to me, it doesn't. And it is a problem for me. Like I'll say right now that my biggest problem for the whole movie is all the action set pieces. Like don't feel like Indiana Jones they're not up to par with Indiana Jones. And that's probably, like we said, Spielberg, the missing link, maybe there for the action scenes. Uh, definitely noticeable whether or not it's just the lack of Spielberg. I don't know. I can't say for sure, obviously, but it is definitely something that I could feel the whole time where every action scene, I was like, oh, I'm just kind of like not into this. Doesn't feel as good. I was kind of bored out of it. And even in that first prologue, like it's so long and like, I would have been okay with that if I wasn't invested in any of the action that was taking place during like they do motorcycles again and stuff, but it's like, man, we've seen some pretty good motorcycle stuff and you're going back to that. And it's like, and it's dark and it feels way <laughs> faker, you know, more, yeah. more fake than the last one. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It is tough, but I'm, I'm you know, I didn't get <laughs> the sheen this time guys. I watched it. And then oh, to me, okay. I'm like, this, this looks like any other movie I see nowadays. Well, Okay, and I'll say, and I, maybe I, that's the thing. It's 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 just okay. yeah. Of its time, I'm like, damn, I, I don't because I was looking for it. I was like, oh, where's that crystal skull sheen? Because we did talk about it, and I it it it's not the same sheen. I guess it's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's there, not the same there sheen. There is a sheen. Not the same. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I I meant to say that too. Sorry, Andy. Sure. I, I don't see the same sheen that Crystal Skull had, especially during non-action set pieces, like whenever it's just characters talking and moments yes, and correct. whatnot. All that does feel more quote unquote normal or like what you would see in a movie yeah it's more it gets that crystal skull comes back during the action set pieces it really is where i feel that and i don't know anyway. i think there's a lot of cg it, yo, yeah no i think you're right like the new york chase with the on the horse i think the overly done confetti because i don't know about you how there's i've never seen that much confetti fall anywhere anytime <laughs> in the history of the world yeah so yeah. there's so much of it but then when the horse like slips on it, I was like, Oh, see, they're actually thinking about this stuff. So there is some cool, you know, like, and uh, you know, the earlier part, I will say when you guys were talking about him jumping on the train and running, th there was a part that's when I went, uh Oh, am I in trouble with this? Cause I, <laughs> I can like turn a blind eye to some bad CGI or stuff that looks wonky. But that I was like, that's like Neo fighting all those agent Smiths. Like it just didn't look good. And I was like this yeah. past everything. Um, and then they cut to the scene later and you see the stunt double with Indy's face on it, running on top of the train. I was like, did show that? Like, I don't. Yeah. Right. So there was yeah. some weird choices and you're right. The Spielberg of it all. I do think he would have filmed it at daytime. There would have been just a different level of intensity to it. Whereas you're right. Mangle just excels in some in the quieter scenes. Again, like we talked about before starting for me, those were what really soar in this one. And I will say the the tuck tuck chase and we'll get to that. That might be my favorite action beat throughout the movie, just because it has that kind of classic indie feel of they're racing in things that normally we don't see people race in, you know, like or chase in type things. Mm -hmm. So um, and it was in a foreign area and they're not running around you know driving a motorcycle around here or riding a horse down new york city with a bunch of cj <laughs> confetti um and um but for the most part i thought the action was decent but again this is indiana jones and indiana jones lives and dies on being an action adventure and if the action doesn't grip you 
unfortunately, that's where it does it does fall a little bit short for me as well. And I think that's why it's impossible not to compare it to what came before, because that kind of set the precedence of what an action adventure movie in the 80s and 90s would be. So exactly. Yeah, mm. I uh, it was I saw the same thing you did, James, with like most of that parade sequence is was real. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> like, they ha- had this look to it. They weren't anything else in the movie. I mean, it's taking place in broad daylight. So it, there's it looked like a lot of it was which is the background was like filled in, maybe like CGI or something. But then you see like the <laughs> excuse me, the onset like pictures. And I'm like, no, there this is like it was it there. It looks completely so different. It's like I night and day, know. like the color grading, everything the is color so grading's strange. different. Like, like the look of it is it's bizarre. It's like I don't know who's making these choices to be like, we need to like punch this up with like extra CG and you know, I, I it's just it's it's I don't know. The whole thing was almost sending me into like a existential crisis about modern movies because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do we do this? Like, why? And it's it's really unfair to compare to like Mission Impossible because that's like the one outlier. Uh, it, like, that's because Tom Cruise wants to do that stuff. Nobody else, I think, is right. pushing to do stuff like that. So that that shouldn't even be in the conversation probably because that's just unfair. Right. But most modern blockbusters, and like Andy said, like that's most movies you see these days. Uh, <laughs> that, well, I so, mean, John Wick Four. I don't I don't want to go back to the well. That's a modern day block. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest movies this year. And that doesn't you didn't hear us talking about a weird sheen <laughs> or a weird that's CGI true. look to it. So th- it is possible. And I just think, unfortunately, sometimes this is a movie by committee, maybe. You know what yeah, I mean? There's so probably, many people yeah. up, up here going, money, this is what has yeah, to be done. Yeah, too much money. It. I mean, it's two hundred and fifty nine million to make wow. this. It's it's super <laughs> expensive. And it all the older ones look like there's more money on screen. Yeah. And again, I don't want to keep being, and I've, I'm never that guy, but, and I like the movie a lot. Like it's one of those <laughs> things, like as I've sat with it more yeah. and more, I'm like, I think I like it more and more, but not, it doesn't compare to the originals and it doesn't have to, like I said, but it's almost, again, it's an Indiana Jones movie. It's impossible right. to not go, well, how do yeah. I like it compared to yeah. Temple of Doom? Or how do I like <laughs> it compared it's going to it's supposed to compare it a little bit obviously yeah, right. it's part of a, a series you know like we, yeah. we have and people to. compare all the bond movies and those have different actors and they're from like completely different decades you know we rank the yeah. bonds like so it's just what we do when it's like the same character but they also those series. have a uh, a similar creative team also behind the scenes that work on all of them together like the same set designers and stuff like that carries through so there is kind of a weird uniform look to the bond movies even though they are so drastically different and they happen at different times but you're right it's impossible not to compare that's, them yeah so. it's just that's what we do in talk about movies we compare movies this is what movie nerds do we just yeah. compare stuff and talk <laughs> about movies the same well, series it's it's fair yeah. but uh yeah the horse the whole horse thing the whole that's a here's a problem so many of these action sequences were good in theory i think execution wise something was lacking in most of them or something i don't like like uh that just and you said the way modern movies look that's part of the problem it's like let's use cgi let's go to the volume let's you know just have uh but then oh my god there's so many i keep comparing some of the movies this movie but like the batman i know they use the volume um, oh yeah right and, but for plenty of shots and it looked really good so i thought but and then this i'm like oh like half of this it's like what are you doing um and I don't, I don't think know. they even used a volume for this, to be honest with you, because I think Mangle wanted to film traditionally or like out in like areas. Oh, so that, it's well, like that's surprising. I thought they used it a little. I, you know, I just they, they probably did for some things, but I, it's 
I don't yeah, know. it's weird. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know for sure. The, I, I do remember Mingo saying so much was done real though, and like that being like his thing was saying, "Oh yeah, this was all shot real." Especially like that parade scene in the trailer. Parade scene and the whole tuck tuck thing, and they were like, "We were down the streets of you know Tangier mm-hmm. or wherever they were," and I was like, "Okay, that's good." <laughs> and it, okay, speaking of that tuck tuck chase, I think that's another one. Great idea. Feels like an Indiana Jones type chase, and they keep cutting between real like cars they used and then you cut into like a shot of somebody driving it and it looks to me very fake and then it's like it throws off the the illusion when you bounce back and forth between like okay i see they were actually using the real cars there and then oh crap no now it's cgi oh now we're gonna do a close-up on somebody with a fake background like there's a shot with like mounting down some steps that i thought looked like especially bad like the like the they have to balance it's just it just like that was frustrating too because it was like this is a cool idea and i like parts of this chase but then i think they cut to something and i think oh that looks like dog shit <laughs> like like i just it's so frustrating because it's like you did you did part of the work like you clearly started to do it for real and then you filled in the gaps with like these other shots that i just don't think look that great and it just that might have been driving me more nuts than anything is like the the mix of going back and forth with like James Mangold, I guess trying to do stuff practically, like he said, but then filling it in otherwise. I get it. I get it. It's like, that's what we do now. It does keep, <laughs> it does keep some people safer. Like I've watched a lot of Hong Kong movies this year. And I think every, like I watch one of those. And I'm like, how many people got hurt making this movie? Oh, <laughs> like, people almost died doing this. Almost this. died yeah. doing that. So trust me, part of me is like, I'm glad this is safer, but it doesn't look as good to to me. It does not look as good. And I feel so bad because I feel like like Andy really liked this. And I'm just like, this looks no, like shit. You're fine. <laughs> Andy didn't love it though, you know? So it's no, okay. No, I mean, no. <laughs> but even I if really he did, like, it would yeah. still be okay for us to, <laughs> yeah, to talk still about. still be okay. It. You can call no. stuff that I love dog shit. That's fine. <laughs> Some <laughs> totally fine. Some of the stuff I know that I love is dog shit, but it's okay. Yeah, I love plenty of dog shit. Hey, I love the I love plenty um, of dog shit. Uh, best, right? <laughs> um, no, I, 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 Matt, same thing. Like, uh, I was in the, the tuk 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 chase, what, same thing, like, where uh, I'm trying to think, of, you know, I, I should know, I, but there aren't anything, there's nothing comparable in any of the first three specifically you know, to like the cutting back and forth, like you're talking about, because like that was throwing me off too. It's like, why are you going in so like, it was so noticeable, like how close up those scenes are of their faces, like in the car, like yeah, right. not even just seeing the fakeness around them, but just, they were just so close on them. Like you were right in there with them. And like, right. <laughs> Spielberg never shot things like that. You know, that's just a, a style thing where, that is noticeable when you have so many that you've seen from the same person. And now you're getting this one that's by a different person. You're you're actually be you know you're completely able to know it, and you might not even be able to pinpoint all the reasons why. But like that's one where I'm like, oh okay. Well, and even even the sequences themselves, like that that sequence, like the biggest problem for me is, yeah, it's fine. Well, that's maybe my least favorite sequence actually, Andy. Sorry, but um, (laughs) and it's because I'm comparing it to another Spielberg movie that he already shot in Morocco. Yeah, sure. It was also CG 1010. Come on. I mean, like that he's already done it better. It's already been done better. <laughs> but but I, like it just I couldn't stop myself from doing that. And yes, again, maybe that's unfair. But is it unfair for like filmmakers to watch other filmmakers and know what other people have done? And then, you know, whatever, like 
no not necessarily but i also don't want them to just try to do the exact same thing either so you know it becomes tough but like considering that spielberg did all the indiana jones movies and then he did tintin which has a scene in morocco a chase sequence that everyone loves and it's amazing it's like so well known for being this awesome like set piece and then now indiana jones actually does do a sequence in morocco <laughs> and it's like oh doesn't live up to it for me so it's like man that's a bummer because it's like they already did and that you know people kind of called tintin like the next indiana jones movie sure already and it's like i don't know it's just it was all just not working for me man but uh <laughs> yeah that's that's the the loss of spielberg there that can be felt right. to me most most I, obviously i was thinking if he if spielberg had made this one i don't know how much better it would have been honestly yeah i don't I know mean, how much better it would have been either overall i, I just like little things like that oh I, i'm I, sure yeah yeah realistically but... i would have noticed <laughs> things and i assume that would have been shot uh, to me I'm, I'm gonna say it was it was kind of incoherent at times you know not incoherent but like it was very hard for me to read because i felt like it was just so chaotic you know like yes, that's a yeah. thing we talk about our mr action guy <laughs> you know, that's a thing that we talk about a lot you know, uh, the <laughs> action guys get oh, yes, action please. Guy. he's the action <laughs> guy <laughs> My business cards are being printed up on the internet going on. Yeah, like, and I felt like I couldn't during that whole sequence. I was like, I was just like, kind of confused on what was going on, and like, mm-hmm. that's not good because then I'm True. obviously can't get invested in it, and I am kind of bored, you know, because I'm like, yeah, well, this is just. A bunch I of felt chaos kind of like numb of. during the action sequences, and like I were like dead eyed, where I'm just like, uh huh, like I'm just kind of sitting there, and it's just kind of happening, and I'm like, uh huh, but I don't feel that excitement. Like I do even watching the first three Indiana Jones movies. I feel those are like have truly exciting uh, set pieces. And I feel like these I was watching like, like my eyes were glazing over a little bit because I just feel like it was just kind of, I don't know, something about the way it was shot was like, <laughs> just did not, was not hitting for me in any way. Uh, I don't Preach. know. Preach, I brother. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate a lot that he was trying to do, but I think again, the executions like, fell flat for me i you know we've been bashing way too much i'm gonna say something i liked about this movie i'm gonna say something i liked i like <laughs> that this movie does try i'm not sure how much it even succeeds but that it tries to really talk about aging mm-hmm. like especially mm-hmm. when sala shows up i was happy to see john reese davies again when sala has that just I mean, it's in the trailer i think it was about like he's like i miss adventures i miss the sea i miss oh, the desert are, like our adventure is over yeah and like indiana jones even as a professor seems just like bored about his lessons no one's paying attention to his lessons anymore i feel like there's something about like putting there i don't even try to say this but like putting old people away like society tends to like push older people out of just like you're, you're done you've had your life go you know retire go you can't go on adventures anymore you're done um even if they want to or don't want to um and i felt like they were trying to do that. <laughs> like a little that net message about like just because you think you're older you can't you like doesn't mean your life's over basically because i felt mm-hmm. like indiana jones felt like that this the word but that goes back to a point i don't like about the movie is that is that that they set him up like they give him this nice ending in crystal skull which is one thing i like in crystal skull where he gets married to marion he's got his son and they're bonding and it's going to be okay and then because hollywood has no idea how to write happy couples or happy people they strip it all away from him which <laughs> i will say does play into stuff later in the movie i will say that i don't know how they engineered this from which right. which direction but 
I was like, oh my God, you set this man up <laughs> like to um, have this nice life. And then you took it all away. This is going to sound very silly, but stick with me. I was thinking of Lax Action Hero <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is like, is like you meet Jack Slater in the movie and he's like, the kid's like, oh, it's all so cool. We have all these adventures. He goes, my life is hell. Like, it's like, because writers keep putting him through this stuff. And Indiana Jones, like, <laughs> we love him so much. It's like, they brought him back out again to torture him. Kill, they kill Mud, which I almost like laughed at. They were like, hey, he died in Vietnam. Let's just fucking kill him off. I was like, oh my God. And then they divorce him from Marion or they're separated. They're about to get divorced. And I'm just like, oh my God, let this man rest. So I was like a little frustrated at the whole idea of like let's just strip all that away because we have nothing else we can think of um it does play into the finale i will say that but i just was frustrated at like he just took all the stuff away from this character just so you could drag it, it, to me it felt very cynical it was like we got to make another name jones we're gonna make more money so we got to just ramp it back up and bring him out of retirement i don't know it, so what part did you like about it again? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. the aging thing, but then that leads back into the okay, or having yeah. the idea of like talking about aging and like older people, I... and but then it leads back into like you know Issue. they could have okay, had him and marrying as like a happy. Guy. I get Shia LaBeouf probably was not coming back for like schedule. I don't think they were going to have him back for yeah. I was going to have him back for whatever reason, but you could have had a line about like he's off in the Peace Corps, he's off in the army, he's not dead. You could have just said yeah. he's off somewhere. Him and Marion could still be married. And then and everything could still happen. Okay, I keep saying this, but then the ending wouldn't happen the same way because <laughs> right. we got to jump ahead of the ending. So <laughs> I just got to take us to the ending. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go, go to ahead, the Andy. ending. Sorry, go ahead. We'll come back and talk about the rest <laughs> If of I may real quick about the aging thing, I do think you're right about that, but it's also like uh, it's told from Indy's point of view of Indy coming to grips with his age as well. Like even though it's kind of, 80 yard later when he's climbing up the wall and there's, she's like, why are you stopping? He goes, why in the hell am I even up here? Like, and there's a part of me where I'm like, yeah, this, and it's also, it's kind of a depressed Indiana Jones when we meet him for the first time. So it's almost yeah. like this, the other movies are indie battling, you know, like other emotions, like, you know, the whole arc thing is him reconnecting with, Marion and then Temple of Doom is him setting aside fortune and glory for the betterment of this town and these kids and then Crusade is his dad you know uh Skull is is Mutt and this one it's almost like for the first time Indy gets to work on Indy and he has to come to grips with all these things and then at the end we're going to get to in just a second it might be my favorite ending of all of the movies even you though like it, the very like last like maybe five minutes of the, the movie? last okay, so yeah okay. last five yeah last yeah. five five minutes got me and I was like well um, here comes waterworks again <laughs> okay all right so yes I I'm with you on that but then so the whole the whole idea of the dial of destiny is I did think this between, I'll say this between too that it's not like a time machine it's like a time compass where it kind of tells you yeah. where to go to find a rift in time am I getting that right. Fishers in time, I think they call them, Fishers right? Fishers in time, Fisher, yeah, like, yeah. It will direct you where to be to find a place to go through time. I kind of, that's a novel idea like that. Um, yeah. So they go back to like, what, 200 and something BC mm -hmm. to a big battle. Yeah. And I, this is where I thought this was going to be one of the worst disasters. I was going to lose my mind if they went through this, went through with this. And they, okay, so they they do this whole thing 
I hope people have seen that movie. Otherwise, we're just describing it to you. But they do this whole thing where it's like <laughs> they meet. I mean, um, you did you did warn them about spoilers earlier. So. I did, I did. Yeah. I mean, now we're yeah. really just getting into it. But uh, it's it's Archimedes, right? That's the yeah Archimedes. Archimedes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they meet him. So, but they, this whole battle, the bad guys die uh in very fiery fashion uh because yeah they were idiots and it was like oh whoops we overshot 1939 by quite a few years and uh they die and you think okay we're done here and then uh my god i'm already playing phoebe waller bridge uh helena and indiana jones are there and it's like well the little kids here uh fake short round and the other like we can go we got a plane we'll go back to the time fisher and get out of here and Indiana Jones like, I want to stay here. I'm in history. I'm in history, which I get makes sense. He loves history. He's an archaeologist. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, if this fucking movie leaves Indiana Jones back in 200 BC, I'm going to uh, lose my mind. <laughs> and they push it so far. They keep pushing it where you think it's going to happen because she keeps trying to plead with him not to go. And finally, she does what I was like, thank God, and punches him and knocks him out and takes him back. <laughs> Because I was like, you're talking crazy, Indy. Stop it. Stop this right now. But all I mean, the other... He had lost a lot of blood by then. He wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I mean, and I mean, all that stuff I complained about, about them taking stuff away from him, like Mutt and uh, Marion, would be the reason. Because if, if he was happy in the present, his present time, then I'm sure he would not even think about staying behind. So depending on how they engineered the story... Uh, you know, it's like, I get why you take the stuff away from because then the ending doesn't work. If he has all the stuff back home, he's happy. He's not happy. I get it. But I just thought this is one of those moments that if they go through with this. This is going to be like infamous. In, like people talk about this for years, but what a bad choice that was like to leave Indiana Jones back in time. And just that's the end of the character. I just would have been it. ballsy, though, and people would be talking about it. <laughs> I don't think it'd be in a good way. Though. I don't think it'd Probably be good not. at all. I so I mean, she takes him back. Thank God. And then you get that that great ending. The last five minutes, very emotional. Love the last the ending um, with him and Marion. Uh, very touchy. Very quiet note to go out on. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I want to go. Did you guys think that he was really going to stay in the past? Like when they kept pushing it, nobody thought that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I I, I honestly was kind of 50 50 i i thought they might actually do that like you were saying and then i was like they can't do that so but <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't know for sure i was worried that they might too i was i was gonna be very upset i don't know andy how were you, were you <laughs> would you have been okay with that if they did that or would you oh no like- i wouldn't have been happy with i wouldn't have been happy from a fan standpoint you know because it's one of those like no indy needs to come back and reconcile with marion and there is a line when he's there she turns to him he goes what have I got to go back to? Like, it's one of those things where you're right. They did take a strip, all that away. uh, And it works in the ending. And I actually like what they did with Mutt because it's like, you have to address it. And if he's off, like just in the peace corps or something like that, lame, like for, for me personally, lame. It's like, all right, great. I'm just, (laughs) you'd rather, I'd rather him be dead somehow. But I was, I, I was expecting it going in i was like first off i was like kudos to even referencing crystal skull for how much how divisive <laughs> that movie is so yeah. they get points for that because i'm like well it is part of the canon so they have you know but um yeah i was just like okay if he stays i'm not going to be very happy about this but <laughs> at that point i'm like maybe there's a re you know there would be a, a you know 
maybe he'd use the dial to get back somehow or something. But then again, I really liked what they did. I'm glad she just took charge and like, nope, we're going back home. Like, <laughs> I felt like she spoke for the audience in that moment. It was like, just just knock it off. Like, wait, I wanted to punch him. I was like, stop it. <laughs> it well, like... <laughs> it was also a good character moment for her because the whole movie, yeah. she's all she's always talking about the only thing that matters is the money. The only thing that matters right. is this. And then she's like, it starts earlier where he's like, it's not all about the money. You didn't memorize your dad's journals for the money of it. And she, yeah. so you, there's little chinks in her, like Indiana Jones her armor. Yeah, movie. she is. She's almost like Indy from temple of doom. Yeah. Where yeah. he's like fortune and glory. And then at the end, she's like, Oh no, there's more to, to fight for. Oh, she's so. exactly like Indy from temple of doom. Yeah, like, right. come on. yeah. Pretty much complete with <laughs> the Teddy's kid. And her all. Short round. Yeah. Teddy's her short <laughs> round. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would have been disappointed. I don't know if I'd been upset because I'm trying to get to the point where I don't get upset at movies anymore because life's too damn short. I know. So why I get upset? I, but I, I thought I, I would have been disappointed. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I I was was <laughs> but then they pulled that and I was like, oh, God damn it, you do this. I'm going to lose it. I was like, well, I, I say guy. that, but I probably would have. If you put me in that moment at that time watching it, I probably would have been like the kid a couple of weeks ago when I saw. Um, uh, uh, Spider-Verse and when that movie ends the kid just goes what? <laughs> he just I mean, yells yeah. that probably would have yeah. been me. Uh, so yeah. It was some guy <laughs> in the Matrix Reloaded in 2003. I'll never forget. <laughs> the movie, it's like when it cuts off and some guy's like to be exactly what he said but it was like what the hell? Or like it was like dead silence <laughs> for a minute and somebody just some guy just like really loudly goes what the hell? Or <laughs> something like what? Like like we all felt that. We were like what? Like and the weird thing was that we all knew there was going to be uh, mm, a three yeah, year. But yeah, if you, just the way they left it. But yeah, I, I you know, it's it, they didn't do that. So it's fine. And the, the reasoning made sense. Like he's older. We've seen him kind of be like depressed. He just retired from his job. So he has the jobs over his the woman he loves is gone. His son is gone. So I like logically. Yes. Yeah. But it's just like you just can't do that. So, um, oh, and we history, really, man. <laughs> I know we haven't really talked about Phoebe Waller Bridge at all. Yeah, I mean, really, there's, I mean, the cast is really well. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked there. about the villains. We haven't talked about like the point of the movie. Anything, anything. You, just said the dollar, <laughs> you just brought up what the dollar destiny was for the first time. You know, yeah. It's one of those. For fishers I got to do this. I got to do this twice. So I'm just trying. I know to that's what's <laughs> kind of worrying me. Cause I'm like, man, I feel like we got a lot to talk about, but I mean, at this point we can talk about whatever, I guess. I but, feel like I've got yeah. most of my stuff out. So you can. <laughs> like I, just, I I'm thinking bigger picture. I think when the newer movies, I try to think sure bigger picture stuff. I don't know, but like I mean, I do want to ask about character villains and Helena, and like uh, I really liked her. I, she's getting a lot of heat online. I know some oh. people like who saw the early screenings. I don't know what they were just messing around. I swear people were hinting that she was like literally gonna take the mantle for him, like put the hat on. That doesn't happen at all. What like what are you talking about? So oh. I was a little worried. I mean. I probably wouldn't care at this point because I'm like, whatever, he's 80. But it's like they were I saw people strongly insinuate that she was gonna like take over the the whole mantle. And she's she's just a psychic. It's like she's there. I mean psychic, it's too demeaning, but she's just along for the ride. She's another character that comes along with him on an adventure. It's not like uh but I really liked her. I thought I thought she was a fun character. Um held her own with Harrison Ford. They had good chemistry, I thought. Oh Um, yeah, they yeah, that's one thing the cast really was I thought from top to bottom was really strong in this one. I thought the writing was better because a lot, like we mentioned, a lot of the jokes in Crystal Skull, or, uh, you know, Crystal Skull didn't quite hit, and some of the dialogue felt a little off. At least this one, there's some really good character and dialogue scenes that that flowed well. And yeah, I think, 
and, and I think she had a pass in trying to punch up some of the script too, because she's, you know, an accomplished oh, yeah, yeah. writer in her own. And I think you can see her kind of flair in some of those things. And yeah, I thought she was, she was great. Mads was, was, I mean, surprise, Mads is really good. Like, <laughs> duh, anybody who watches a Mads Mickelson movie knows the guy's like, got it. Um, and it's like one of those where it's like, how has he not been a Nazi villain earlier in his career? Like, was he? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Maybe he was a good villain. I thought I, uh, I kind of wish he had a little more to do. They kind of just keep showing up places. We were talking about this earlier, but how they, yeah. they just keep showing up places. Like they show up where the boat is. They show up at the end in the, uh, the cave. The thing. The cave. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, but he's good. They've had, I, I don't think I brought this up. Ear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I brought this up because the original trilogy is kind of strange, like that none of those villains are played by really big name, huge actors. They're not you like a who would have been around the time. Maybe like you get like a Christopher Walken or like, I don't know, Gene Hackman to play a villain, but they don't have sure. there's no, no I don't think any of the first three are like household name villains. But then you get Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett in the last one. You get Mads Mikkelsen. Um, so I feel like the. The, the caliber of no, no offense to those other actors. I'm just saying like, I'm surprised they didn't have bigger name actors coming in to play villains, especially by last crusade. First one, I think right. people to know what they were doing, but you know, by uh, that one, I'm surprised there weren't like a, a bigger name guy. So I, I like uh, him in this. I think he's a good villain. Um, I don't know how I feel about Teddy. I'm just like, I was surprised when that kid was still there. I was like, why is this kid still with them? And I was like, I guess it's her short round, I guess. Like, I didn't know they were that close uh that he's going to travel the world with her but um he's fine he does participate in one of i think one of the the weakest like death scenes because they had this big german guy along with mads nicholson and i thought when i saw that guy i was like well how are they going to kill that guy like that's going to be a big moment no he just kind of drowns underwater off camera the end like Mm -hmm. it's just not like i you know i that was one moment where i was like that's what you do with that big german guy like that's it and i guess yeah I don't know. All it of the seems... bad guys didn't have very satisfactory deaths. And most of the movies, you get that kind of like, yes, come up. And, and it's like, okay. And this one, there's a lot of like secondary character death that didn't need to happen. It's, I mean, yeah. I'm like, this is almost like a Bond movie where if you help Indiana Jones, like just don't, because you're going to get killed. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. the professor earlier, like his, yeah, his like co-workers, two co-workers and, yeah. Oh, Antonio. Co-workers? Yeah, we yeah, didn't even just yeah. like we haven't talked about Antonio Banderas. Yeah, like oh, uh I wish him, he was I, mean, more. I really I wish yeah, he was too. He's he, yeah, he one of my favorite. He, just, he seems like he'd be somebody Indy would hang out with. Yeah. So when they go there, like his whole interaction with uh Wombat. Hello, it's Wombat, not Helena. Come on. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I know. We're not close like that. I just called her Helen. <laughs> but when Antonio Banderas is, she's doing the magic trick, the card trick for him, and he's like so amazed. Like, yeah. He's just being Antonio Banderas, and he's like, "Oh my god, how do you do that?" You know, like, <laughs> he's, he's like you can't help magic. it. Man, love everything. Go, oh god, I love him. I wish he was. I really do wish he was a more movie. It really killed me when he was yeah. out so quick because he brings a spark to like almost anything he's in like i remember mm-hmm, expendables yeah. three not being a fun experience for me but he comes that movie like it's like a shot of electricity because that yep. movie needs it so bad and mm-hmm. he comes in he's just like it's kind of the character too but i feel like Antonio Banderas is just always like very happy he's to see just gotta come up. on screen and be antonio banderas and then that's <laughs> no, it, it. like you're done even, like i mean do that much when it's, somebody shows him the most simplest thing he goes he's like hi hey, 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 can you believe it <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's just so excited about it i love it i 
that was disappointing. I was like, man, they did kind of. I don't, I don't, I don't think say they wasted him, but it's like because I'm happy to see him, but I just, you know, it's like, oh, couldn't he we come along for more. like? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right though. I, I I did notice that too. Like there was a lot of death, like on screen death, randomly of side characters and stuff that felt a yeah. little weird to me. Like, yeah, uh, I don't I don't know why. It happens in other movies too, in the other Indiana Jones sure. movies, but it was a, a little weird. And I guess also maybe because, like you said. Even the the main villain, his name is what's his name again? Voller. Voller. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Jurgen Voller, right? You're, yeah, we, like, we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we script. couldn't remember his name because it's like. <laughs> Our I mean, well, he's good, but to me, he's he's maybe the least memorable memorable villain even now over Kate Blanchett to me a little bit because he's just kind of he's just kind of there, like he shows up, like you said, but eh, I don't know. For having Mads Mikkelsen in that part, I feel like they really don't give him much to do. Like outside of the moments, I feel like maybe his best moments are actually like earlier during the New York set piece. Like whenever oh, when the professor the guy Smith. brings in the food and stuff too. Yeah, to like him? all those. Yeah, things. Oh, really yeah. well he's kind of intimidating and stuff, but kind of he almost gets a little jokey to me half the latter half, where he fe- he feels like he's not on the same level. Like he can't compared to me like he, he's just kind of eh, not on indies level or whatever but i don't know how to kind of pinpoint that but oh, that's okay i i, I dug that he was uh a nazi that wants to go back and kill hitler because he's like i can do it better and i saw all the issues that uh, all the mistakes he made so it's not yeah. just like a blind follower of hitler he's just like you know i i, I yeah. at least they gave him motivation and like a reasoning for wanting to get the dial and go back well, not yeah. just because not just for power for for him but for he's like he's you know it's kind of a uh, through line for his character is that we did you didn't win we lost like hitler lost oh the, yeah that was a good line I thought, so he wants to kind of fix it and yeah, yeah. so he i i like and maybe it's i'm jaded not jaded but i'm like starstruck by mads mexelson whenever he's in something i like just I, I love the guy i think he's a great actor and he brings so much to it just in his facial expressions and little things oh yeah so yeah well, that's what i I'm just saying. wish he's he had great. yeah yeah i'm just the character though that like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Man, he, he has great. more to do he makes yeah, the most yeah like no little moments mad mickelson's mad mickelson's very good at no, being like quietly not. chilling i like that line and menacing really yeah when he like, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna. There's a guy that brings in food at the hotel. You think he might actually just kill him because he's he's a right? black guy and a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, when and, he's uh, doing the like, where are your people from? Thing. Yeah, like, where are your people like, from? Super racist, got this like, undertone and like, and then he says a line about, and the way he says it is, Jilly was like, "You didn't win, and we lost, or Hitler lost, yeah. basically." Um, because then there were Nazis who thought Hitler was fucking the whole thing up, like this, well, that yeah. Valkyrie movie with Tom Cruise, right? The whole thing about the Nazis. Some of the trying to, to kill, yeah, trying to kill him. <laughs> well, like, I thought that was interesting too, though, because like uh, it is usually like people talk. We even talked about it on the Temple of Doom episode, you know, like would you have killed Hitler right there in that scene where he meets Hitler, you know? But it's like, oh, yeah. I thought it was interesting that they did say, you know, like he's not wanting to, you, you know, like it's like turning that on its head uh, instead of like uh, he, he, I don't, you know, I, I, to me, it felt like usually you talk about killing Hitler will just automatically stop any we'll right. war. Yeah, right. But he's like, no, I gotta kill him because we want to win the war, right? So it's exactly. like, exactly, yeah, yeah, it's the opposite <laughs> of what people normally want to go back and kill Hitler for. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, yeah. I'm I thought that was Hitler interesting. It's like, yeah, so. well, this is not the usual reason people want to do this. Um, yeah. yeah. So that whole like with the time, I wouldn't call it a time machine, but like the dial destiny. Like it's not your typical time. The time machine. compass. You the mentioned it before. Compass. That's yeah. a really good description of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just I was like, sure. Because well, it has another name I could not pronounce. Yeah. Like uh, the anti. I can't. Anti-Kathira? 
Antikythera, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which I guess is a real is. thing. That's, I heard it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that whole thing's interesting. His motivation is good. like there's good ideas. Again, things I liked in the movie. Yeah. Like I, again, I'm with James. Like the action stuff doesn't really work for me. Um, the quieter beats are what struck I, yeah. me more. And like we last, said, that's weird. The last five minutes with him and Marion is like another. It's oh, another great ending for the for character. Yeah. I'm oh, like, can well, this be the actual ending for now? Please? Yeah, Matt. Yes. Earlier when you were talking about, and Andy, you mentioned too, like you did like uh, them bringing up Mutt dying and right, and, and oh, like yeah, yeah, I like did, yeah. I, I like it too because it gives Harrison Ford a moment of emotional like. Oh, on the boat. See some good like is his best acting. Right? I think. And, right. Yeah, he brings it. Say, like, yeah. So if it had been something less, then it, we wouldn't have gotten that moment. So like true. I like it for that alone because then we get to see oh a good character moment from Harrison Ford, and also the end same thing. It's like I, I don't know how much I feel like you know like that whole last little bit. You know, it's like obviously it's awesome and I love it and it feels great and like it's emotional and it's doing everything it needs to do. But yeah. then that little cynical part of me is like okay but you're just doing this because you know that this is what it's going to do to me. Or, you know, like you're oh, like relying right. on this so hard that uh, this is uh, that Marion and Indy thing from before. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, it's flipped on its head where she's right, pointing. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's like, part of me loves it. And part of me hates it. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I'm just dealing with both at the same time. You gave me like, oh, what man, I want, is... but at the same time you gave yeah, me what right. I want. It really it's feels like I'm being to... manipulated. I feel yes. Like, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm I have, being manipulated, but I do love it. When people say, yeah. Oh, this movie is really emotionally manipulative. And I always have a hard time with that. Cause I feel like aren't oh. most movies that like, how right. do you they're supposed between, to be? Like, I know. Isn't the like, goal to it. Elicit yes. like, an emotional response from us. Yeah. I guess this one does feel more cynical because uh, I was thinking, like, why does this movie exist? <laughs> Besides the fact that <laughs> Disney was mining properties that they could still get some juice out of. Like, let's let's squeeze the last drop out of this thing while Harrison Ford is like still around. And I, so there was in the back of my mind, I didn't want to be that cynical, but it just, I couldn't help but think that. And I, you know, it's funny. I feel like it, I don't know what else. I could say at this point, you guys can happily bring up more topics, but I feel like I hit on some of the bigger stuff. Again, I just, I just saw it. So I'm, it's hard to talk about like specifics. Fresh, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm still mixed on it. I feel like we talked about it. I feel like I sound more negative than I, than I felt even like walking out, but um, well, some, some, sometimes that's how you got to process things through. I, yeah. It leaves you on that nice moment, but I was like, we shouldn't even have to be at this moment because this moment shouldn't even it was almost like I was thinking about the characters as like real people, honestly, where I'm like, they shouldn't have had me go through this, you know, it's yeah. like they shouldn't have been separated. Like they left them in a nice place. Like I, the, the sun shouldn't have had to die. I mean, it was very silly. I don't know why I was getting so wrapped up in this, but it was just, I felt the. Sounds like you really love Crystal Skull and the, the characters now. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, no. Well, I, I was going to say, I love the, again, the, the, the last is, five minutes, like Marion. Yeah. I told y'all when we talked about Chris Skull that I hated her and her like performance and like just the way that Marion was written in that movie. Yeah. And I loved it for the last, like, you know, it was like completely opposite. Oh, you know, I was like, okay, this me. is exactly what it needed yeah. to be. Last I time. think, you know, in like, her, I mean, it's very is, small. Right. It's a very small performance here, but I think right. she's better in this little couple minutes. And that sounds than so big. She's better Crystal in Skull. But I think it's better. <laughs> I think she's better. There's like, it feels. I don't know. I feel the genuine emotion more from it. It feels more, I don't know. Something yeah. about it is different. I feel like she was shaking the rust off in Crystal Skull. Maybe it was easier coming into like 
this one scene. I don't know, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I that so that I left happy on that, but a lot of stuff before where I was like, I I don't know. I thought this was oh, we talk about every episode. This is by far the worst one for like the whole indie creature moment. They oh, almost try to okay, yeah. <laughs> they they almost try to throw two twice. at you to make up for how yeah, bad yeah. like okay. So they drop bugs. Well, that's later. Okay, they do the eels thing, which is kind of funny because it's like, I like water water snakes. (laughs) They're like water snakes. Okay, haha. But like it's CGI eels and it lasts for like a couple seconds. seconds. Yeah. I mean, they do look scary. I get it, Indy. That'd be freaked out by eels too. But uh, it's over so Maybe I'm just enamored with the the joke because that was one of the genuine laugh moments for me was when he's like, he goes, goes, those things look like snakes. He goes, no, they don't. And that made me laugh (laughs) because it's like a genuine Indy moment of no, they don't. Like, (laughs) so... Yeah, yeah. I, and it was uh, cool that they were underwater. We never seen India underwater, and it legitimately looked like they were underwater at certain scenes. So I was oh, like, okay, oh, that's oh, good. See, <laughs> I was gonna say I hate. I, I'm just that's just a personal thing. Uh, it's same with like Bond movies. I hate underwater sequences. I'm just not like they. Uh, I just don't like because they're like so You might not you want to watch Avatar two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like, but not like that. I, but, but no, you know, Thunderball. You, know, you must is. Thunderball is long and boring at many times. Yes, that's, so that's what always comes to mind. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like this wasn't bad. I didn't mind it, but it was. It was also just. It, uh, I don't know how much of that we had to see. Like True. it almost felt like a thing where we could have been like, they go down, then they pop back up. You know, oh like God. why do we have to go down there for that? Because that's just adding more time to this long movie. Yeah, to me. Yeah, but. I would have yeah. rather spent more time on the deck with you know Antonio Antonio and, and crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, do that. Go do, uh, get their little you know book or whatever that was. Their tablet. And, oh, what was, I was it? like, yeah, what you was said the name of that? That's all I could think was James was hate Thunderball because that's like the whole <laughs> dude. I I don't I like it either. I think it's well. I don't. I don't think I hate, I hate it, it, but it's, yeah, it's not hate. We don't hate no, much of anything. Don't, don't get mad at us. But I always feel like I see it ranked pretty highly in Bond list. It's my least watched rewatch bond movie because it's so slow at times <laughs> yeah and, th- and that and that literally is slow because they're slow underwater right oh, man, <laughs> slow you're just underwater. adding to the slowness man like, come on um <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so. i say that but then abyss i love the abyss no, it's, yeah like, that's what i because under Andy, underwater's I used right there it's like yes <laughs> i got what, what you're saying yeah. i mean yeah. It, yeah i see i do this <laughs> this is another one of my signature moves you, you, you gotta like <laughs> Call me out for being a hypocrite. Oh. Like I'm just here to poke holes in all of you. It's like no, it's, but it's like fine, whenever I do the same movie, thing, I say something yeah, like, "Oh, like well, moving along." Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed to be like you know what I mean. You, I, I think know, I, I got what you're saying. Yeah, it's oh like, no, we got my it. signature yeah. move is saying like, "Oh, this no one cared about this," and then someone's like, "It was the number two movie of the year," and I'm like, "Okay, well, I didn't mean like because we talked about the box office stall," and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, made like seven hundred million dollars," but it's one of those things where it felt like after it was out it was like no one seemed to be that into it so i'm like i guess it made a lot of money um i, I guess the only thing i could think to ask about you guys can still bring stuff up but like what do you think of harrison ford in this one that we've really talked about like district directly right, about we around it the whole time around um, it yeah 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 james you i mean I, I thought he was good I, I thought he was great i mean i kind of said it i did guess i talked about him most whenever i was saying my feelings about the movie was he was my favorite part of the movie kind of like he is old now, but he's still Harrison Ford, and he's still good, and he still felt good, and I, I don't know, he still feels like Indy, you know, and like I think he brought all the emotion to this that he needed to without like overdoing it or like it was yeah. just right to me. Like 
in the scene you know he's talking about mutt's death and the final scene with marion like those are good but i like andy said too all my, my favorite moments since i wasn't into the action in this movie that much were all the moments between him and wombat and like uh you know him and even i mean some of his interactions with the villain i would say were kind of good i actually one of my favorite interactions like when him and uh baller and wombat they're all well i, I mean they're all on the, and it's antonio Banderas on the boat that sequence oh. where they're like he's got you know baller's got them in there oh and like she's tied up and- like yeah, she's like giving him all the answers, and Indy's that like, that was a good scene. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, like I'm that was yeah. one of my favorite moments in the whole movie because I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is all just writing and like good, like talking, like dialogue, and we're getting to see all this, like how they're all reacting to what they think's happening to compare to what's really happening. Sure. But uh, yeah, so like that, sorry, that was just kind of a side tangent too, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's great. Um, even in the prologue, like de aged, I thought he was good too. Even sound an old manny. We didn't talk about what's his name. What's his name? Uh, what is his name? Basil? Basil, Basil Shaw? Yeah, Bad Shaw. Oh, Toby Jones. Yeah. Toby Jones. Yeah. 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 Always like when that little guy shows up. It's like one of those little yeah. weird character actors. Yeah, I like this guy. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, the I was looking up because, you know, I, I saw it Thursday night and like, so I'm already, half of it's already gone out of my memory. But <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Kretschmann. He played the guy who is like the main villain in the prologue. Oh, oh the kind of main killed. Nazi guy. Yeah, and it's funny because it's good on Wikipedia. Yeah, he's great. It says a Nazi working with Voller in 1944. Like that's what it says about his character. <laughs> I'm okay. like, what? He was like the main, like he was the focal point of the bad guys, and like more so right, than yeah. you know, Mads was in that intro scene. Like that's where we meet him. Oh, sorry. Again, I'm going off. I know you just wanted me to talk about Harrison Ford. <laughs> but, uh, uh, okay, so they're both in 1944 and that scene. And then Harrison Ford's like a billion years old later, but Mads Mikkelsen only looks yes. half a billion years old. Okay, that's later. A good point. I was weird about I was I mean, He's got some like, gray hair, but like, weird. what's going on there? I was yeah. thinking he was like a 20 year old guy and Harrison's and was Harrison was to be like in his 40? 30s or 40s. But yeah, they made him look very similar in age. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, I, that I was weird. Closer. It was but yeah, again, that's that's a good point. A stupid. Yeah, I know it, that's like a nitpick. I but I, I thought also, the same thing. I was like, that's weird that yeah. like he hasn't aged that much, and Indian Jones is much, much older. <laughs> like, also, how did he like, not die when he got hit in the face with oh that my thing god with a metal like, ball going on a back. super fast train? Yeah, yeah, with, a with like a up scar, face. like half of it. He's fine. Like, yeah, like, he, he got, looked I oh, yeah, I literally was expecting like some horrible thing for him to even be alive. Turns the corner, I'm like, he's even more handsome now. What are you doing? That was kind of ridiculous. If he gets hit by that, so they're going so fast, he was hit so hard. I was like, okay, he's dead. "Ah." It's like, is he just? It's like comical how hard he hits that like thing on the the track. It got a big like oh out of the crowd, and I so the crowd you know hit it when it's supposed to. Yeah, so flew off of there. Uh, you know who I Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook, we didn't oh, talk about Boyd him. Holbrook oh, I was saying, you know who I really don't like is Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> Boyd Holbrook. Oh. Boyd Holbrook. It- because I don't think yeah. I like him in really anything. I, he mm-hmm. does like these weird ticks that I like. Okay, buddy. Like, I don't like him in I feel- Logan. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I feel like he's got kind of like okay, a, a Scott. Is it Scott Eastwood? Like, he's got his, like, they've got the same kind of like, no one likes him. Something weird. Like, and this, he's talking the side of his mouth. Like, it's like I he's like always him trying in the to- first season of uh, Narcos. He's good in that because he's oh, kind of supposed to be this. Yeah. That's where I, I first saw him at. 
Oh. Yeah. That's a TV show. You know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. Yeah. I don't mess with TV shows, Andy. Come on. No. Uh, but this just... isn't TV. It's Netflix. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is Film Feast, Andy. Flip the computer. Uh, no. You're right. I'm sorry. I'll go start <laughs> TV Feast. <laughs> <laughs> Our spinoff podcast. Um, <laughs> don't like him in The Predator. Uh, like, what else have I seen him in? Uh, oh <laughs> what don't yeah. I like him in? Everything. Everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's you again doing some weird little... Well, like, thing it hit it. halfway oh. through my second watch when i was like oh this, he's just he's just a like southern kkk guy like you know it's like kind of yeah. gross almost <laughs> i'm like Ugh. and that's yeah. why i wanted him to have a better death like i wanted him i really with the big tall seven foot three guy i would have absolutely loved a scene where indy got to just after the guy like shows up and he's already hit him a couple times with things and nothing works I would have loved for Indy just to be able to shoot him just like in the old, you know, like just, and I know people would be like, Oh, there's just a callback. Yeah. But it would have been a good callback. And that guy would have at least been like, I didn't expect that. And you know, yeah. I mean, I thought he was killed by some big thing. Like I I couldn't like, they'd be fighting and Indian Jones getting his ass kicked or they all, you know, he's just so like, there's no way realistically 70, I was supposed to be 70, 80 year old Indiana Jones going to beat this guy. But I thought maybe, Something not like again, not exactly like, but the whole propeller scene in Raiders. Ah, uh, yeah. But not exactly like he knocks him kind or of big machinery that, maybe that or drops something on eels. him. Maybe oh. they could have thrown that, you know, brought that guy down the water somehow, and the eels ate him up or something. That at, least that at least that would have, at least that would have paid off the eels because really the eels, all he does is just put a, a flare on and then gets out of there. Like there's no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, you just made me think. Okay, so they fly up out of the water in that scene sorry this right. is completely we're just going off now um with their little tubes you know they have their little yeah. life jackets on that they can poof well why Pop didn't up. the one guy who got cut off from the oxygen use his did he not oh, have yeah. one that's another yeah. unnecessary i death. thought he like, had one but yeah another unnecessary death well, well, followed like by he starts going down yeah. and you're like well, okay well they all fly up why didn't he <laughs> anyway whatever oh okay. i think you see the cord come down and it hits him around the neck like it pulls him down but still that shouldn't yeah, it's a yeah. Cord. if you do that, you pull yourself anyway. You can move the cords around. So yeah, I mean worst movie of all time. <laughs> now I do hate this movie. No, it's like that. Did we talk about the other bugs though? Like being literally oh, just okay, so we, we the thing, which the I thought other... was kind of weak, and then they get bugs dropped on them, and it's like, oh, and it's like five seconds and it's over. It's yeah. not it's like it's almost like somebody afterwards said, Hey James, we should probably have like some creature thing in here, like another thing, because the eels that yeah, it just felt I like Harrison's reaction because the last time we saw him with with bugs, he was just like bugs, and this time he's like, <laughs> "Ew, get it off of me!" Like he's old, and he's like, "Get it off! I don't want it on me anymore." But yeah, exactly. it, it 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 did seem kind of shoehorned in, like somebody again, almost like somebody remembers. like James, like like James was saying when they wrote that like script, they were just like. I got it now. Like at the end <laughs> where you're like, oh, yeah. he's going to kiss her elbow. Oh, yeah. I got him. And this one's like. I mean, this movie had, I think, four credited writers. Three or four writers? That. Yeah, I saw that. And I was God like. God knows how many other people just touched it in like, you know. Right. Passing. T- passing, touch ups or anything like that. So. Well, that you know. scene with the bugs, that's also where he starts climbing and talking about aging. Why am I doing this? Which is good. And he also, I like that he mentioned. Temple of Doom oh, stuff. The, the blood of the blood of yeah, yeah. Dealing with the voodoo, with voodoo. Which I thought was funny. She doesn't really react to, but I guess she probably yeah, thinks she's like, okay, whatever. Blabbering weird. about nothing. Like again, old people. Old people just tell stories. Yeah, whatever, old go, man. Just shut up go, and climb the mountain. Yeah, I feel like old people tell stories. And people are like, okay, Grandpa, go back to bed. You know, they kind of like yeah, old man of, yelling at maybe she's yeah. heard them before we all when That's she's one, and it's one of those like oh indy's telling the whole blood of <sighs> kali story again like Telling he did that, when i was 12 yeah that kali ma story again i was like <laughs> bye, bye. 
<laughs> this blah, is, blah, blah, blah. Always happens. Yeah. We start talking, and then you know, like we say something random. Oh, man, he only closed. So you made me think about the very beginning. <laughs> What's up with him going to the apartment and like banging on the door with the bat? Like that's isn't that a little rough? I like, thought that was like gruff hair. Like I think that was playing him into being gruff hair. He's gonna beat like, them up. <laughs> no, I think it's so he can knock on the door and save his hand because he's he knows he has to knock loud. He's but so old really and frail. he has to have a bat to oh, knock, to on, knock the door. on the door. But he's about to go on this huge adventure. You know what? I'll give him. I'll give him a compliment again. <laughs> Another Harrison Ford, almost. I'm sure a little younger than 80 when they shot this, but got, had a shirtless scene. Looked pretty good for this a guy in his late oh. 70s. Uh, well, like we yeah, said about I heard him last little, time. When yeah, he was like he's in good shape. He's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we give him crap being old, but it's like, it's like compared to other people, other guys his age, I'm sure he's doing much better. So he doing just I, fine. You know, I was. I liked him overall. I do think we. It's clear he cares about this character more than a lot of other his of his characters like i think he's very invested in indiana jones like uh-huh. you can tell the interviews i feel like he's invested so i feel like that yeah. comes through um yeah i mean he just obviously cannot do some of the stunt stuff he did when he was younger because i know he did try to do a lot of the stuff in the first three movies himself but it's you know he just can't it's just physically <laughs> like i don't yeah. want to be trying to jump from truck to truck or you know crazy stuff like that but um but the, the spirit's still there the character's still yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's there's stuff there. He can like still throw a nice a nice cinematic punch too, like yes. big looping punch. <laughs> and I I love that he punched Boyd Holbrook's character like thirty different times. Like every time he had a chance, he's like, ah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, sorry, now this is gonna keep happening. We're thinking to myself the CIA agent character. What was the point? Oh, of she oh, was yeah. underused. She had, I know yeah, she they, obviously had very little to do as well. And there were some <laughs> moments where I'm like, a little bit of exposition sometimes helps because you have to put it together. <laughs> on like the second watch, I kind of got it because on the like plane, she was like, "You stood up, you know, getting your medal and getting on, you know, TV and doing all mm-hmm. this stuff." So she was just like, "You're done." So it's like, okay, they know he's a he was a former Nazi, but because they wanted him to help with get him to, to space and win the space race. Yeah. U S was like, okay, we'll just have the, the, you know, CIA stick with him. So he doesn't do anything too Nazi like, and that's why she's <laughs> there, but they never explain it. And okay. the poor thing dies unceremoniously again, Very a lot of unnecessary, <laughs> yeah. like they could have just landed and like ditched her or something. They didn't have yeah. to, you know, kill her. It's a but. character that feels like there was more written for her and then they got cut or something. I don't, it's just a very weird, yeah. like, why are you here with these guys? And yeah, I mean, they, it's, yeah, it, it's just weird. There's, that so, was a weird whole sequence, even for me in the, like, even that whole one after Indy's little retirement thing. And then they have the, you know, he goes and they come back and they're in the archive or whatever him and Wombat yeah. and like that there's that's where that it's kind of like a, a mini action scene kind of happens oh there yeah where, oh you know, they come in and they knock all those over and all that felt weird and like she's running on the she's not really running but she's on the rooftops you know trying to escape and all that felt again very just nah, weird not great like just not cool <laughs> it's as simple of a <laughs> yeah. word as i can say like yeah. i i just it felt all weird and not like just didn't feel like they filmed it in the, the most cinematic way possible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the maybe like the action scenes are more pedestrian. Is that a good way of putting yeah, it? As I don't know. It, the it weird, like, I mean, yeah. even like like her going across the roofs. Like I felt like there was a couple of cool camera things they did, but it was like yeah. I don't know. It just it was something weird. But you're talking about because I'm just thinking the CIA girls down there on the you know part of this sequence, and um, 
I was also kind of thinking that this one is a little, not confusing isn't the right word, but a little more convoluted than any of the other movies in terms of like what's going on, especially for the whole beginning, like all that, like, right. Who are these people? What do they want? Why is this happening? Like you're kind of out in the cold with Indiana Jones. He he kind of gets pulled into it. Like kind of between two forces, like Helena shows up Wombat, sorry. And and then, and then the Nazi that she's kind of, he just kind of like, what? Like she pulls him into it. And, um, so we're about Which to is, see Yeah, and that's like something you can do, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like I we're usually thrown into it with them all and we're all on the same yeah. level. And this one yeah. I felt like I was kind of at a distance <laughs> from what was actually supposed to. Yeah. What do I know? What do I don't know about what's going on? You know, like <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Um well I'll end with one more thing that I liked. I sure. really liked John Williams' score. I thought it yes. was okay. Thank it you. was big and <laughs> bombastic when it needed to be and small and like personal and um, emotional when it needed to be and i just it's it's one of those where i'm like and helena's theme it's not one of those gonna be like humming in my head but i'll be damned if i left i wasn't just like walking out to my car and i was like yeah "Yeah, john john williams always delivers even more so now like i like you know again i say crystal skull was just there and it was it was good but this was like okay this is one for him to go out on in terms of uh, Indiana Jones. It felt epic. So, yes, I thank you for bringing that up because I remember thinking, especially in the big battle scene at the end, I think mm-hmm. I really thought, wow, John Williams scores really good here. I think I knocked it in Crystal Skull because I don't think it's a very, it's one of the best scores, but I thought this was a pretty, a really good score from him. So I thought that's a, that's an improvement. So that was good. Is that poor Even man finally retired? Nazi train like, scene was good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like John Williams keeps saying he's going to retire and then like <laughs> is forced out of retirement. Like Indiana Jones, probably <laughs> like, he's just like, can I just retire? But it's a great score. I, I don't know if he's finally done now because he came back for star Wars. Uh, he did this. I, I think, like I mean, come on. He's like 90 something years old, which is great. And if he wants if he to wants give to us work, more music fine, of, but, this, of this yeah, quality, yeah. sure. But yeah, also, didn't he's, we talk about he's it, it was right like his family <laughs> making him go out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> go make another score, like John. I want another was, house. Yeah. He's like, All right, here I go. Trying to conduct at 90, like uh, I'm just falling asleep at the at the stand. Um, we no, need he, more money. I just saw him there. for something. I was like, He looks good for 92. Like, he looks like he's yeah, he was at the the like LA premiere and he like they. Lifted well, the screen everybody. and he yeah. conducted some of the music, which was wonderful to see. And when you hear him talk about it, he's still all there. And uh, it's it's funny because when he when he came back to do Star Wars and then they wanted him to do it again, he was just it was funny because you hear him in like multiple interviews and he goes, I asked, is Daisy coming back? And I was like, did you not watch the movie? She's like the main <laughs> actress of it. But he's like, I want to make music for her. And it seems like this one, he's like. I want to make music for, you know, Phoebe Waller bridge. And, uh, you know, one of the, so it just seems like he finds a certain character he likes and he's like, all right, I'll do it. Plus my family gets another house for it. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I really wanted to mention that. Cause I was like, okay, this is noticeably better than the crystal skull score. So that's yes. Good. Uh, <laughs> so, um, anything else on dial of destiny? Um, on Dial of Destiny, no. But let's talk. Let's <laughs> talk Crystal Skull again. Uh, let's talk about Narcos, since Matt hasn't watched it, and it's oh, a yeah. series, not a not movie. Yeah, <laughs> like James, like I got a pitch idea for a six Indiana Jones movie. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> no. Indiana Jones and the Temple, the Nursing Home of Indiana Doom, Jones and the, yeah, Indiana Jones and the, the Retirement Home of Doom. 
Ooh, baby. Oh. And let him well, and Mary just hang out and go on an adventure together for once. Or since the first, since Raiders, I mean, you know, like go on an adventure again. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, the biggest thing is like, he's for there for half. Yeah. What am I saying? That's true. Uh, yeah. He's just like, uh, Susan down in room three wants to play cards again, Marion. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good air support. Uh, that, uh, yeah, just have them just go on a just a little adventure, a small, a small scale adventure. I don't know. No, let's just, a vacation. They've a they've vacation earned it together. over forty years. <laughs> yes, they earned yeah. it. Oh boy. All right. Well, I don't know how I feel this movie after talking about it. it, it, <laughs> it either. I thought it would help. I think it's gotten. Why? Well, I mean, love talking about you guys, but I my feelings yeah. are probably more complacent. As mixed as ever. In another week, so we're recording this on July second. Uh, I'm supposed to do this, like the part with Mark and Hayden on July 9th, so this should come out on July 10th, but I have to do this again in a week, so I may need to see the movie again, because I'm really going to be foggy yeah. by next weekend, but uh, I'm going to try to repeat myself next week. It's probably still going to happen, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I hope this I hope this goes well, because this is a uh, weird experiment I'm trying, but um, sure. I'm sure Mark and Hayden will have things that we didn't even think to bring up to bring up so yeah um but yeah it's also I guess, okay if you repeat yourself because you're going to be talking about it with them for the first time so you know well, that's people, gotta, people gotta people gotta give I just you want people to hear now. me have the say, say the th- same thing twice and they're listening to this one chunk True. of an episode yeah. so i think I'll do you'll my be best. fine yeah, all right too. well uh i guess i don't have to plug anything because this isn't really the end episode for me i'll be back at the next part with mark and hayden so but you guys can plug stuff uh james where can people follow you are you gonna be on any podcast anytime soon anything like that no, okay. absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, I'm done after this. I'm retired. Done. Call me Indiana uh, Jones. I'm retired. Yeah, Indiana Jones, <laughs> done. Um, no, you follow me on that Twitter while it's still functioning. Barely. <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. What a weekend user, fit for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, follow me I, at user rate exceeded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate, whatever. The, oh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's at, at TJ underscore Mackie, M-A-C-K-E-Y 432. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still out there. Yeah, yep. living um, the dream. <laughs> well, again, thank you for being on all these episodes with me and uh, helping to steer the ship. Especially there was a few times where uh, I felt like I lost control, and then James was like, "I got it. Don't worry, <laughs> I got this." Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll not talk on this one soon. though. <laughs> oh no, this one. Was, this one, I, I was. Well, going this feels wild. so. Like, Let's just go all over the place. Who cares? Well, I think, yeah, I, this I, one... think I actually steered the ship with this one. Yeah, yeah. You a couple times you were like, James, what do you want to go? Uh no, I think <laughs> this one, it still feels way more contains only three people this time. We even had just yeah. three of us since the Raiders with me, you and Daniel. So this yeah. feels so much yeah. more contained than the, we've had some big episodes. But um uh yeah, hopefully you'll come. I know you need a little break, you're on vacation, come back at some point, we'll talk about something else, maybe. The pest? Who knows? I don't. Maybe, man. You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe. We'll think, we'll think of something. Just wait until I see that notification that the pest is there. I'm like, oh, finally. Oh, I haven't seen it since like 1997, so I don't know. When I need to rewatch it. Like, okay. When did it come out? It came out like 97. Oh, okay, 97. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just guessed. Uh, yeah. Probably since the we, I rented it, and then that's all. I don't remember much about it. Uh, but oh, yeah, man. You know, we. We rented it over and over and over, me and my friends. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, maybe that'll happen. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. Major things uh, have happened. This is true. Uh, Andy, anything you want to plug? Any shows you might be on? Uh, nothing that I'm on. I mean, I'll be recording later on this month with uh, 
uh, Lindsay, I think for her, um, Sergio Leone series, but, oh, uh, yeah. and then Chris and I will be recording and putting that out hopefully end of August or, you know, something like that for our, uh, you know, star Wars, uh, Imperial scum. But, uh, for now you can follow me and Twitter while it's there at Andrew M. Gorham, Instagram, the same thing. And when I get blue sky or whatever, it'll be the same thing. Cause and it'll look exactly, it'll probably be the same. I'm just going to copy and paste. <laughs> it's just, it's I mean, my... that's what most people are doing. I got, I snuck in the blue sky under the wire and it seems like their servers, their servers went crazy. As soon as I get invite codes, they're all getting in. I don't know how, I don't know how many you get. I don't know how it works. I'm going to try to just start handing those out like Willy Wonka. Just start handing them. <laughs> I got um, a golden ticket. <laughs> I would like Twitter to keep functioning, but uh, yeah, it's dude, not looking I, great. I like the name. I like the name Twitter. <laughs> Plus, like we've been on it for so long together. Maybe maybe this kind of stuff is what certain people need us with kicking the ass to just leave it alone. You know, be like, mm. I guess it was functioning before. But I will say Blue Sky, as far as I can tell, almost a carbon copy of Twitter. So it'd be a very easy transition, I think, for everyone to go over there whenever sure. they're, they fully get it up. There's still some little things, but when they fully get it up and running, I think it'll mm. be a good alternative that we can all maybe just leave Twitter cool. behind. Uh, is there a Blue Sky I, Studios? Am I making that up? You might be right. I thought like there's like every... That sounds right. Isn't, didn't like that, a, isn't that also what they, they animation call Star Wars, I think? Or no, that was Blue Harvest, right? What they oh, right. were yeah. jokingly calling it behind the scenes and stuff, so nobody knew what it was. Oh, there's a Blue Sky Studios, American oh. computer animation based studio, but it closed. Oh, it just it was defunct in 2021. Oh, oh yeah, they did Ice Age and Robots, and that's why. Okay. Oh, that's, okay. Oh. I knew so I they probably I knew got like. <laughs> so, yeah. well, maybe the. Everyone, new... I've been seeing it over and over. And I'm like, man, that, that's, 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 that sounds so familiar. <laughs> I feel like that's a studio. Oh, but. Yeah, well, if uh, Twitter goes down, we all can still talk, so that's good. That's all that really matters is that we that's all, all that we can still communicate with each other. <laughs> so, yep. um, but yeah, uh, I guess I won't even say much because people are going to hear now me again talking to Mark and Hayden right, right after this. So right <laughs> now, just gonna I might even put music in between. Just <laughs> you're just gonna hear. Just I don't know. I'll figure it out. I have to stitch these together. So, but um, yeah, everybody, keep listening for part two of this, uh, which should be happening right now. So. <laughs> See you in a second. Bye. Okay, and we're back for part two uh, of this uh, Dial of Destiny podcast with uh, two of my favorite guests, two of my favorite people to talk movies with. Uh, first up, Mark Warner. Mark, how are you? Hey, Matt. Great to be here. I'm not, <laughs> I am really looking forward to not disagreeing with anyone today. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're all going to get along. Uh, and of course, uh, I have to also introduce our other guest, Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, how are you? Well, Matt, it's been a while since I've been on the feast, so I just wanted to say, uh, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and uh, taste. Uh, still don't know why that song was used for the trailer after having, after having seen the movie. I was, was really hoping from the time period made I was perfect. Really sense. hoping that. Uh, oh, we'll get to the songs for the time period. Uh, I was really hoping that the twist would be Indiana Jones turns out to be the devil. Because there's been a long running joke. I think Chuck Windig made a tweet where he was like, 
he was he's he was sincere. He was like, it would be great if this movie was about Fleabag making Indiana Jones return all the artifacts to their cultures. <laughs> and he thought that would be a great movie. So there's been like years build up of like, oh God, is that what it's going to be about? And so Fleabag would have told him, You're the devil for taking these artifacts, Indy. <laughs> That's why I was hoping the song. But Matt, I'll I'll be honest. I feel bad for you because I feel like I hope we don't just restate this. Just have the same things say over and over. I don't think so. I I made this point on part one. I can tell people Mark and Hayden have not heard part one. This is a very strange experience for all of us because people listening to this this is happening in real time. Seconds later, you're on part two. I'm recording these a week apart. Part one and part two. Um, I barely remember what was said in part one. I barely remember anything about dial test. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I remember most of it. I'm sure it'll try my memory, but I uh-huh. you should have gone and watched it again right before the recording. I know, like but I someone. had to go see Insidious the Red Door. So I was busy. <laughs> you did not have to. I didn't have I, to. I want to be clear. You did it's, not have to. That's such a that. bummer. I was so I was pretty pumped for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. But. What streaming service is that going to hit in a few months? Uh, that's a, is that that's Peacock? a Sony movie. That's probably going to go to stars in like eight months. Son of a no. bitch. I thought Bloomhouse had a deal with Peacock. Or yeah, something. that's why I thought Peacock. Yeah, but it was distributed by Screen Gems. Oh, what the like. hell? So, see, I really Blumhouse, thought. <laughs> I guess I'll never yeah. see it then. <laughs> As I was watching Insidious the Red Door, I was like, man, this would have been the perfect movie to premiere on Peacock. And I think I, I would have liked it a little more because it feels I like I should have been watching it at home on Peacock. I wouldn't have. I would have liked it less. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Theaters, I believe, theater, like I always hear people talk about, I would actually like this better if I watched it at home. And I never get that because I have such a bad attention span that if a yeah. movie has trouble holding my attention in theaters, it well, doesn't have true. a chance. I might have got in my house and like out. walked around because I felt that's like there point. was long stretches in the new Insidious where they were it was very boring. I thought, but then this, I thought the scares were pretty good. I thought, uh, you um, know, sorry, but Hayden, did Matt just cut out for you for a second? Uh, uh-uh, no. Okay, no. maybe that's just me. So maybe the recording will be. Oh, that means I might have a bad internet connection. I hope. Uh, I hope none of my stuff is lost. Okay, you sound good to me. Yeah, you well, it's fine. good now, but Matt froze for like a second there, Uh-oh. and I couldn't oh. hear him, so I'm oh. a little worried. Oh. But we'll see. Anyway, it's funny <laughs> you say there were moments in Insidious where you just uh, got taken out. I feel like there were moments of Insidious that were taken out of the movie because I feel like <laughs> there's ten minutes missing from the climax, oh. and yeah, that did seem very uh, rushed. The, it? it was like that's not all I get it. It's all at one point. I'm just like, wait a minute. How did we get here? I feel like we're missing. <laughs> yeah, something. I agree. Maybe they were making. Oh, go ahead. It was last thing. Go I, ahead and say we can't. Can't, can't, much time on can't really talk about it without spoilers. We're not here to spoil, spoil Insidious the Red Door, but just as someone who has trouble motivating himself to go out to the movies, don't go see it. Don't waste your time on that. <laughs> well, maybe they and were. Say, what do you. Oh. <laughs> I just, I'll just, I say that as someone who likes Insidious three and four. What do you like? Okay, what do you call it when a filmmaker makes them in sequence, right? Where they make it from beginning to end, right? 
They shoot like, uh, film, yeah, they shoot they shoot in sequence. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. What if Patrick Wilson was shooting in sequence? He was like, he just got tired. He was like, oh, let's wrap this up. Dude. <laughs> I want to go home. I don't want to direct anymore. Um, yeah. uh, I don't uh, want to direct. This is a mistake. <laughs> I don't do this. Oh man, I mean, poor uh, Halloween Kills and Firestarter writer Scott Teams just had like ten pages of his script cut right out. Then that's a shame. Everybody loves him too. No one ever talks shit on Scott Teams. <laughs> He's done nothing wrong, right? I mean, um, they talk shit on his movies. No one talks shit on him because I don't think anyone cares enough to learn who he is except for us. Well, the Halloweenies know him and they they love him. We don't no, no, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> okay, okay. We don't sorry. need hey. to. Mark yeah, bleep out that podcast oh, no. name, actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> too late. I can't. Please don't make me edit any more of this podcast. <laughs> Um, your beeps and music I gotta add and put two parts together. It's not that hard, but make it sound harder than it is. Anyway, uh, Dial of Destiny, because I don't, did I finish saying this thought? Mark and Hayden have not heard part one of this podcast. They're operating yeah. just, we're, I'm we're flying, we're flying I'll go one into step, a storm right now. I'll go one step further. I haven't heard Hayden's thoughts on it, nor is Matt. Oh. Well, okay, Hayden so here's on, the, Hayden has been on vacation for a week and yeah. he has like been weeks, listening right? to me. Like, well he, he's been on vacation for a while but he was, was out of town yeah. when the movie came out and yeah. my friend houston and i have been raving about it and complaining about the uh, negativity that we just flat out don't understand and we have no idea where he falls on that line so this is actually going to be very interesting it's not going to be as interesting as you're thinking because <laughs> i i, I want to say so so this movie came out while i was in Idaho like I, I was pretty much as far away as I could be from Texas without <laughs> leaving the country and so like I kind of wanted to make my family go see it but I had heard not great things about it and I was like well I don't want to make him go see a two and a half hour movie and then we all leave him go eh, you know whatever <laughs> and then like all of the reviews I were seeing coming in on my letterbox I'm not kidding I could take a screenshot right now everyone I follow is giving it like one to two and a half star like for the longest time two and a half was the highest i was seeing and then out of nowhere my two best buddies mark and houston see it and they both really like it and give it a four and we will get to this because i think the most i have talked about this movie is like talking about the reaction to it because it's, it's mm. kind of baffling to me so like get back from vacation i see it yesterday the day before we record this podcast and uh i was mark always does this thing where like he oh, knows that i want to know what he thinks of the movie and so if we're going to be <laughs> podcasting on it he will not post anything and he will not tell me anything about how he feels about it and then i'm like he knows that gets under my skin so it's like i'm going to do the same thing to mark the the difference is Mark doesn't give a shit if I don't tell him what I think about it. So or, for like or, for like twenty four hours, I've just been sitting like yeah yeah waiting for Mark to be like Hayden, what I'm just driving me crazy. What did you think of Dial of Destiny? And just like not nothing, not a single thing for Mark. So I was like, well, shit. There was no reason not to let anybody know. Yeah, maybe I did care. I just didn't want to give you the satisfaction. I don't believe that for a second. I feel like you got too much stuff going on. <laughs> You're just too busy to ask. Well, here's well, the good thing, too, about we're in part two. You know what? I'll give Hayden a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, I have been curious about what he thought. Oh, 
I just knew what he was doing. So I was just going to let it slide because I only had to wait a day. Like the Joker. He's always two steps ahead of me. Mark wanted to get <laughs> locked up in the MCU. <laughs> um boy uh wow I'm, i can't wait okay now we decided to get into this because so yeah we so good thing you're in part two because we already did we've given spoiler warnings we can just jump into spoilers yes. we've already done we've already given the plot synopsis we've got all that stuff so we can just jump into your opinions everything's already that table work's been set basically we've already set the table <laughs> you guys need to yeah. come in and just you come in hot if you want you come in like people already know oh, already <laughs> i'm coming in lukewarm baby because yeah. <laughs> What's the least exciting rating I can give this? I think Two and a half. <laughs> no, no, I I three. liked it. I I really did like it, but I'm feeling like a three and a half. You know, like I'm I'm, I don't, I'm not I don't really love it. There's you know there's some stuff in it I really like, and of course we'll talk about I, it. I would. And there's a lot of stuff I'm kind of just scratching my head over. I'm like, what? You know, but. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that's the most exciting rating you could give it because who wants to hear someone say, oh, that was great or, ah, oh, that sucked. Like you get to I think uh, it's better than like, that was OK. You can, <laughs> right. Yeah. You can <laughs> dig in. You yeah, can I dig guess... into what you liked and what you didn't like. Well, this is film feast. So let's dig in. <laughs> oh, dig let's into the feast. Baby. And this is a lot. This is a feast. It's two and a half hours long. Like we think we think we'll see. We may still be sitting and watching it. Actually, could be three or four hours long. I have no idea. People, are no, I, no, I meant the movie. I meant the oh, movie. Oh. <laughs> we think that the movie is two and a half hours long. Oh, you meant this episode of the, the movie is fifteen oh. minutes shorter than John Wick Chapter Four, but it feels like an hour shorter to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would go the other direction. <laughs> I thought it felt That's fair. That's longer. also fair, Matt. Was, uh... Okay, I, uh, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, question. Y'all yeah. have probably already talked. Y'all have most definitely already <laughs> talked about this. What is the... Because some friends of ours, I know... I, I heard one of y'all in the podcast chat say people hate it whenever we bring up our friends. They're like, what are all these people? What is this little <laughs> community? We don't know anybody. Okay. Two other people who are on podcasts that are in this little shared community, Dan and Preston specifically said they're th the movie is disrespectful. I remember seeing that on Letterboxd. Matt, what is disrespectful about this movie to the? I, to I the can't franchise speak for of... Daniel and Preston, but I uh, I don't know if you held the same opinion. Has been thrown, thrown down. down. I don't know if you Daniel. held the same opinion in that regard. I. I wouldn't call it disrespectful. I thought it was funny because I feel like Daniel, sorry to talk about Daniel, he's not here, but I feel like he's so rare. No, no, Daniel, this is good. Him. Not letting he's... him defend himself. Hey, let, 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 let me quickly, let me just yeah. throw down my two cents because oh, yeah, yeah. I, lo I love Daniel. I love Preston. Like these are great people. I love hearing their thoughts on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah. And like they're like they are not swayed by like popular opinion they just no, they man. they they react the way they truly feel about a movie because i feel yes. like a movie with this a movie with this amount of discourse there's a lot of group think that goes on and kind of online film criticism where people hear something from someone and they're like oh that's how i feel about the movie and then that passes on to someone that looks up to them not these two they very much uh I know, like, I know and trust them. They go with their gut, how they feel about a movie. Mm -hmm. And I read your review, Daniel. 
<laughs> I desperately want you to explain what is disrespectful about. Can we get this him movie. on this? Yeah, let me let me call him up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm sorry. I didn't start this, but I might as well jump in. I uh, so I I, I, don't I just know. like I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Man. Sorry. <laughs> well, the the vitriol, the like hate that is coming out of this movie, it's like a Star Wars sequel, and I like <laughs> I don't really I don't really get. I don't really get where that's coming from, you know, like yeah, the most I'm... disrespectful thing about this movie to me is that the villains don't have good deaths. Like no, no one dies a cool death. in this Yes. Movie. And that I was that is so inherent to Indiana Jones to me. <laughs> yes. OK, I will just jump. I was very upset about this in the first episode. I'm not sure clear or the first part of this episode where the big henchman that we talked about, or I think we, yeah. before we start recording, gets the big handcuffed guy. to a thing. He Come gets on. handcuffed and drowned in water. It's the most boring. <laughs> It's death? stupid. I saw that guy uh, pop no. up on screen, and no. I said, "I'm sorry, that guy's gonna have an awesome death scene. He's gonna get killed in some crazy way. Yeah, he's gonna get smushed, like blown or... through an industrial sized fan and cut into something crazy. And yeah. then he just like drowns under the little kid who's like, you know, new short it round is... basically that they he like just handcuffs into a grate and he just dies. That's it. I was like, what the what was that? Like, it's yeah oh. it, all the villain deaths are so lame all right well, i just want to say like the, the the two toughest guys in the world i'm on a podcast with who aren't at all afraid of drowning i watched that scene and i see him get handcuffed to that thing with no way out of the water and i'm <clears> freaking <throat> out because that's a horrible way to of go. course I'm drowning is a horrible of course it's a horrible way to die it's not a cinematic way it's not a cinematic he played he played that very well I see him like screaming oh and shaking, trying to get his hand off of there. I was very satisfied with his death. Mark, I mean, okay, especially let's count. because he was he was taken out by a kid. Okay, like listen. he was literally taken out by the exact opposite of his body size. Mark, stop! Look, listen, it's Halloween. Okay, look, <laughs> let's count the bit. Let's count the big guy deaths. Okay, Raiders chopped up in plane propeller. Blood, temple, yeah, yeah, temple, <laughs> rock crusher. Okay, there's no big guy in Last Crusade. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, eaten by Fire. ants. <laughs> this guy, drowns. this guy, chained <laughs> to a thing and goes, ah! and then like it just cuts away immediately. Like, well, I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying that it's better than the one in Last Crusade. How? It doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. You meant Crystal Skull. So it wins. So if you're rank, it would still fall in three out of four. Okay, but that is just in in Last Crusade. Uh, the the other Nazi henchman gets a cool death in Last Crusade, where he falls off on the tank. He's like, yeah, and he like <laughs> hits the ground. These guys just all kind of die off screen whenever the plane like hits the ground, like. Come on, come on! There's got to be some crazy, crazy shit that makes you go ooh. Because I feel like Indiana Jones usually has visceral thrills where you go ooh. There's a few parts where you get like go oh god, that's crazy. And this one, I just did. I don't know. The we'll get into it. Why do I, why do I keep saying we're, we're, we're into, into it? it. We're, into we're it. in it. The action <laughs> is is lacking in this one for me. I like James Mangold. I really like. Yeah, four of you Ferrari, very good. Um, uh, why do you say that like you're hesitant you said it to like say a it. shameful? Well, I'm trying to remember uh, all the movies did Ford Logan, Ford v. Ferrari, pretend to you, God, very good. No, Logan, Logan's good. 
three to yuma is okay like whenever i rewatched it recently i was like the direction isn't as good as i remember but it's okay he, he's a good director but i mean no no one does action like spielberg a hot take you know like spielberg even directs like digital action differently than other guys tintin and ready player one are like pretty exciting in their action scenes and like the action here is like so many close-ups and like medium shots and stuff like that i didn't feel a lot during some during most of the action scenes the i thought the car chase through the city was pretty fun but for the most part i was i was kind of like eh, i don't know on the action stuff <laughs> yeah i mean it has the oh my main problem with the action stuff and i should just get over it because it's the way modern movies are made now for the most part unless it's like Tom Cruise, like, force everybody to do things for real. Like, there's, you know, so I felt back complaining about that because I'm like, this is just how most movies are made now. I feel like I thought the action looked very uh, fake, for lack of a better word. <laughs> just very, like, yeah. when they're in that little car, which I believe Andy informed us was a tuk tuk, is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tuk or a tuk tuk. The whole uh, time I was saying, dude, those things handle amazing. They amazing go from handy. zero to 120 <laughs> in like 0.5 the, seconds. We need those in when, America. Mangle keeps doing great. all the close ups and it's like, yeah. so fake behind them and it just looks goofy because they're like bouncing up and uh, down and just like oh, it has no there's there's some bad rear projection in the older movies that's that's for sure but that also lends to the whole oh it's like an old serial quality to it but like i i, I get what you're saying there, there's never a moment when i felt like a stunt man did anything in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah see yeah. i i disagree i feel like People like to complain about green screen, and so that's what they're gonna do whenever there, there's a movie that's a lot of green screen. The there is a is... moment at the beginning of the movie <laughs> when Harrison, when digital Harrison Ford gets a rope put around his neck. The rope is CGI. Why? <laughs> what? And like, I, see, I, 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 complaining about CGI has gotten to the point where, like, uh, of course, I was a big practical head whenever I was younger, but I agree. Complaining about CGI has gotten annoying because it's like, it's a very easy complaint to levy at a movie. But when it's something that small, I get why they're doing it. It's easier to add more in CGI than to like work a real rope around somebody, like a fake head or what. But like, I don't know. It just took me out of that whole that whole first 20 minutes. I, I couldn't. It was too weird. I couldn't get into I did, it. Sir, I didn't even realize this rope was CG. I have no complaints about that opening. I think it's fantastic. The only, you know what? Okay, I just lied. I have one complaint. <laughs> I lied. But it's, look. It's dog shit. Alright. Oh, I do boy. agree. I don't yeah. even have a problem with de-aged Harrison Ford. Because I think it looks great, and it's the actor. It's not some random guy playing Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I recently caught up on The Mandalorian. I finally saw what everyone was talking about. <laughs> well, it's, it's his de-aged face on a stunt on a on a stunt double. Yeah, it's... but he's involved in the movie, so he is uh, <laughs> right. like he's giving yeah. his permission, and I think it's great. With the, the only old problem I have, the, <laughs> yes, can that... you let me? talk yes that's the that's the complaint i was gonna have the voice it sounds exactly like grumpy old harrison ford which is an iconic voice unto itself versus young harrison ford so it is distracting whenever you stop to think about it the thing is i'm not stopping to think about it because i think it's an incredible opening sequence 
I don't even re I didn't even realize until I had to stop and look at a couple of backgrounds. Oh yeah, this is all green screen, but it's good green screen work. Green screen work done well. I think should That's... be given credit. And like everything on the train at the beginning, it's great. It's fantastic. I couldn't get. I couldn't really. I was honestly out of it for a most of it because I was getting used to the CGI face at the same time as I was like trying to, I don't know. It's just the way that it was framed basically. Like, like with Spielberg, all these old action scenes, I know action is filmed differently nowadays than, than it was back then. King of the crystal skull doesn't look anything like right. the, like yep. the original trilogy, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just, uh, I did feel quite a bit of, distance from the, the first action set piece so i would like to see the movie again in a little bit and uh see how i feel about it then but it i, I was trying to find my footing during the first uh act, not act but 20 minutes or whatever look yeah. i will say mangold is great of course he's no spielberg like very few people are spielberg hell no one is spielberg <laughs> So, of course, it's not going to feel like it was directed by Spielberg, but I do think the sequence has a Spielbergian sense of fun to it. The way that Harrison Ford is making his way through the train and the Nazi commander is making his way the other way, walks right past him. Uh, there's mm -hmm. There are a couple of just, like, moments I don't even know what's going on. It cracks me up. Like, when Indy... They think he's an officer and he just walks up to that guy, takes his little mug, and he's just like, yeah, just dumps <laughs> it out and throws it back at him. And uh, just the whole way that that scene is staged and it progresses, I feel like there's a real Spielbergian sense of fun to the way it plays out. Hell, you've got that scene with the big gun like shooting across when the train's going around the curb. You've got mm. the gun shooting backwards at the train and like knocking all those Nazis off. Of I it. just kept trying to imagine how Spielberg would have shot that exact same sequence. And I, in my mind, I was just like, I know it would be different. There's that, there's that little beat where he's like walking and he's in shadow and he's walking toward the two officers. He's taking the, the case from them with the little spearhead and you know, they think he's an officer and then he mm. walks into the light and they see like the bullet hole. He goes, oh, 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 and then he like fakes him out and he runs away. I could so just good. see in my mind's eye the way that would have been shot. It would have been shot with like he he walks. He's starting to walk away. And then we get a very close up of one of the Nazis eyes like opening, going wide and then close up on the bullet hole. And then we like uh, tilt up and see Indy's face going, oh, God, with the realization. It's very flat the way they shoot it. Like, like where well, you're doing a lot of the work like seeing what the the intention of the actors is and the, the, i don't know it's just a lot of little things like that where i i don't know it's just a little bit of distance i i couldn't really i wasn't like turning to my buddies and going dude this is pretty good i was like mm -hmm. <laughs> all right here's my while. question here's that my didn't question, happen till later <laughs> it, uh, we'll get to why i was like Okay, this is this is better than people are saying. <laughs> I do have a question for you. You're sitting there and you're wondering how Spielberg would have directed it, and you are yeah. disappointed in the direction by Mangle. Yeah. Yeah. What if it had been directed by Joe and Anthony Russo? 
What if it had been directed by David Lynch? Dude? I'm trying, <laughs> my, by the Russos. My, you said, my point oh. being, like, we're you're, you're focusing like it's not Spielberg, so you automatically think it's bad because it would have been a lot brighter if it was directed by the Russos. There wouldn't have been a single shadow in any shot if it was directed by the Russos, actually. They would have gotten every light from Home Depot and lit every shot as much as they could. I, look, oh. I would I would like to apologize to the Russo brothers. Guys, oh. I liked the gray man. I uh oh, no. no hard feelings, but if you're going up against uh, James I love Mangle, Cherry. I'm sorry. You got to no one saw Cherry. No, I mean like uh, the the fruit. I love cherries. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you'd apologize to the Russo brothers. I think they're fine. They've got enough money. They'll be they'll be yeah. fine. They're cr they're crying well, they, and wiping their eyes with one hundred dollars. Look, like the Russo, the Russos are punching bags. I just feel a natural urge to defend punching bags, even right after I myself made them a punching bag uh, two minutes ago. <laughs> what if Dean Devlin anyway. had shot had like directed this movie? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. There's the there's whole a show name. should be of what if this person directed what if what Tarantino if, directed the new Indian? Oh, what if Tarantino had directed? Yeah, and he was like, This is my last movie. I'm lying. I was yeah, lying. Is, what that whole, se is that whole sequence would have taken place in one train car, and the whole and movie would have taken place in one train yeah. car, and then it would have ended with a very sudden shootout. <laughs> Sounds kind of my good, point actually. being, uh, yeah. I think I think it is. I think it's a very exciting opening, and I feel like it is very Spielbergian. Not directed by Spielberg, but I love how Spielbergian it is. I do think Mangold is genuinely a great director, and he brings a sense of fun and a sense of, for lack of a better word, child like childlike wonder to the way mm -hmm. that the sequence plays out. Well, here's a stupid question with no good answer. Who is the the next Spielberg? Is it Oof. M Night Shyamalan? No, I'm joking. Who who is the next? Who is the next Spielberg? Like who do you, who are you like? They could tap that guy and he could he could make uh he could make the next Indiana Jones and fit right in. I, man, I can't think of anybody honestly. I mean, you need you just need so, you need someone with a good sense of storytelling, not just a good eye. Yeah, visual storytelling. Yeah, thinking. <laughs> I, thinking look, John, record, I'm thinking John R. Leonetti. Thinking. Oh jeez. Thinking Leonetti. I'm, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say something that's gonna get me uh, laughed off of Twitter, which maybe is a good thing in this day and age. He's not he's not a good storyteller. That's why I don't want to bring him up. But I think like someone with one of the best eyes in blockbuster filmmaking is J.J. Abrams. You give that guy a good. He's script, tried like, to be Spielberg before. He has definitely tried to be Spielberg. He has yeah. Definitely, he's got to get some better writers. That's I guess. exactly what I mean. If he had better writers, he he'd be one of the greats. I think he does have a good eye. Super Eight, for the most part, is like a great movie. Yes. Yeah, I remember really and liking. It's Super got 8. some really stupid yeah. shit in it, but like, <laughs> other, like it's it's really great. Other than a few things.
that I always bring up. I'm sorry. I keep meaning to rewatch it for a very long time because I remember liking it, it is, and uh, it's I don't you remember so good. what stupid stuff you might be ta- talking about but maybe rewatch it. And, uh, Hayden is not fond of the uh, resolution with the monster at the yeah, end. Yeah, I don't like that they they're all of a sudden they're like this it's ET. Oh, and yeah. it's like it's not ET. It's a monster. <laughs> yeah. There's but, like a uh, moment where the kids like oh, it's like a sympathetic no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> oh, like that. you watch like, not even in just like super eight's obviously trying to be a spielberg movie from the ground up not right. just like yeah. it's not just a movie directed by a guy but you watch like his other movies and he has like a very he has an eye like he has spielberg. an eye like he was obviously really influenced by him and he brings that eye to every project well, he does even I, something as asinine as like the rise of skywalker which i think is a pretty amazing looking movie i will agree with you and i know this doesn't all go to the direction and this is sometimes written in scripts he has a good eye and he does include business little things in the action that are fun and add to the scene like this is definitely in the script so this isn't just on him but I always think about in Star Trek 09 when they're having when he's ha- when Bones is having to shoot oh, up Kirk with all the yep. different vaccines <laughs> and whatnot because he's like injected him with all this different stuff <laughs> while something else is going on. Mm-hmm. And Spielberg always has a lot of little playful touches. And I think that's what I'm talking about here. There's not a ton of playful touches in Dial of Destiny. Yes, I think. See, that's that's just where I right, look. I'll just say <laughs> I disagree because I actually think there are a lot of great playful touches in this movie. But we'll get to those as we go through the movie, because maybe we spent too much time on the opening. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much about the opening that I probably didn't say in the first part. The, the old man, Harrison Ford voice really threw me off because I thought, hey, this is pretty good. DAJ. And then he talks. and I'm like, wow, they didn't try to fix that. <laughs> 25. <laughs> <laughs> just talk, just talk, Harrison. You know, we, won't, we won't fix it in post. Uh, I, got a lot I, I of feel stuff like it, here. My problem, the, the open sequence actually might be a good example of the whole movie. It's like that I like what it's trying to do, but I don't like the way it's executed. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. like how Hayden just actually put it pretty well about like, and I should, I, we, I'm trying to compare way too much to previous movies and what would Spielberg do and but it's hard not to do because it's same. It's unavoidable, dude. It is yeah. unavoidable <laughs> comparing these to the old movies. Like it's just right. It's really you can't unfair, not. But do it's it. you can't not do it. So the, uh, the problem is, I like a lot. Like everyone's comparing him to the older movies. I don't think enough comparison is being made to now to like recent blockbusters because when, when like, I went, who into would want to do just... that? Who would ever want to <laughs> think about modern blockbusters? <laughs> Because people when are talking to... about this like it's Dominion. And like, I enjoy Dominion, Mark. I do. But like, seriously, Don't one of the worst. Bring my Dominion fandom in, in here. This is sacred ground. Colin That's Trevorrow a... could be the next. Oh, Look, Colin Trevorrow also, I think, has a good eye. He's just, eye. He's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Like, I like that about him. I like that he's insane. The point oh. being, I went to see this and like I have all the kind of bland recent blockbusters in my mind, like uh, Quantumania or a movie I enjoyed, The Flash. It's a lot of fun, but that is just a bunch of CG nonsense. Well, that's that, like and I know people say this. I mean, be... and it is, you know, it is a superhero movie, so I should give it some leeway there. But there is a lot of CG in that movie that doesn't I, it's 
Yeah. It's not good. I, I mean, I, some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life, honestly. But it's, like, it's not great. The point is, I go into <laughs> Dial of Destiny, oh. and I haven't seen CG or green screen work this good in a while. And I yeah. am just grateful that I'm not even uh, to a point. I'm not even looking at the green screen work. I am invested in the story because the production is good enough to get me invested in the story. It's just little stuff like I love seeing stuntmen just fall. Like I love seeing stuntmen <laughs> just like fall on stuff. Yeah. I was watching Last Crusade and like I love the part. It's not particular, and I know they do it because well, number one it saves time, and I guess it saves money. I don't know, but like, <laughs> but they're it. You can't get a great. Sometimes it's not a great looking shot to get the the whole stunt in there. Sometimes it just looks flat, but the stunt happening in it is exciting. Like there's that shot of kind of a flatly, um, kind of a flatly framed shot. But in last crusade, when the stuntman jumps off the horse onto the back of the tank, like it doesn't look super uh, visually entertaining in the way that it is, you know, drawn. If it was an illustration, it wouldn't look, that amazing i'm sure the horizon is right there in the middle but like <laughs> the seeing the stuntman jump off a horse and onto the tank and you go oh that's gotta hurt you know like yes i love I that miss, moment yeah, i miss that i miss yeah. that kind of stuff i like stuntmen. Yeah. they're cool <laughs> this is what i was talking about with andy and james i think a little bit in part one is that i'm comparing this movie to so many other things another thing i'm comparing it to is i'm watching a lot of hong kong movies this year where they mm. just throw stunt people around like nobody's business and things. Yeah. I mean, people are getting hurt. Uh, people are, it's like, and they show you the whole thing and they show you the people doing the stunt and it's so impressive. And then I go watch a modern, any modern auto blockbuster that's not involving Tom Cruise. And it's like, there's, it's like, you could just see all the fake, how, yeah. how the, the veneer, the sheen on it, like just like, Oh, this is also fake. No one's really hardly doing any stunts. It's just like, this is a me problem because I'm just I'm just so down on modern blockbusters. But then there's ones that I still go crazy for and love. And like, so I don't know. I, I feel well, like I'm the it's, it's well, a me issue. <laughs> what we have to I do, mean, Matt, is we need to replace take out the, the train stuff from this movie. Take the opening of police story and just digitally insert a fedora on Jackie Chan's <laughs> head and just say that's the beginning of Dial of Destiny. I would like that better. Actually, good. <laughs> Play the Indiana Jones theme over it, dun, dun, and then you dun, just dun. repurpose it. Yeah, then we're in business. I so I I liked like the idea of the whole train sequence, but then there was like little things that threw me off. Like we're still talking about this. I know we'll, we'll get past it in a second. I don't have a lot to say. Best, well, you know, like there's okay. So anyway, I like the train sequence. I don't really love how it was executed, but I like the idea of it. And yeah, like the whole machine gun thing should be more exciting. Like the way you should just machine gun all these knots off the train, like. Uh, but it's, I don't know that I, I kept like watching all the action being like, just like dead eyed. I felt like I was just like watching it. Like, like it was just, nothing was hitting. Like, it was just like, huh? Like mm. I was just, it was not exciting yeah. to me. I find the first three so exciting when they do the action set pieces to this day. I still find them exciting. Oh, I've seen them before. And, so and the college, I mean, of course, the part that no one disagrees on the <laughs> college campus stuff from crystal skull is so good. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> we like that stuff on uh, the episode we did. And yeah. uh, the weird thing to jump ahead to that parade in, in Dial Destiny 
is that me and James were talking about we'd seen pictures on Twitter that so much of that was shot practically. But why does it look so like to me, it looks like really ridiculous and fake. It's like they did like a they touched it up or I don't know what you know. they what touch they up. Uh, yeah, they touch up footage so much that it, it nowadays it doesn't look real. It's just so yeah. bizarre. Mark, what were you going to say? Sorry. I already forgot it. Sorry, I got Raiders <laughs> playing in the TV in the background. I got caught Pretty up good in uh, Marion running away from the the guys. You Perfect know what's movie. interesting here, Matt? <laughs> hmm. You got a Raiders is their favorite with you. You got a mm-hmm. Temple is their favorite with me. Oh. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you got a Crusade is their favorite with Mark. Yeah. My, you know what? I'll say that just to, for this podcast. My favorite kind of goes back and forth between Raiders and Crusade, but okay. I was generally associate crusade. crusade with you more. You know, and that's another thing I was thinking of because people, you know, I've heard some people talk about this one, like nothing's memorable, nothing really sticks with them from the movie. I would, I would I think, disagree with that. That ending is pretty memorable. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the ending is, and we'll yeah. get there. But when I, all right, Last Crusade. I love it. That's one of my favorite movies. Top five Spielberg. There's a lot in that movie that I find very forgettable. Like I really, the the opening is fun, but I like, that's some solo ass shit. Just, this is how I got the whip. This is how I got the scar. Uh, The villain, (laughs) villains are very unmemorable. Like Donovan. Who's Donovan? Does everyone ever go around quoting Donovan? (laughs) My point being, the relationship between Connery and Ford is so good that it yeah. elevates that movie even above something as good as Raiders on some days. And much like Dial of Destiny, there's stuff that I completely forgot about. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot that he get, that he got on a horse and ran down into a subway. But <laughs> the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm just having such a blast and enough of the movie sticks in my mind that I'm not bothered by that fact. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Here's <laughs> what I want to say because I've been very negative so far, but I like this movie. I'll even go so far as to say really liked it. Oh, and the stuff that I really liked in it. I love all the little character moments. Now I was pretty upset immediately whenever I found out that killed my boy, Mutt. <laughs> but they Wait, they don't a just fan? yeah I like Mutt. <laughs> okay. but like they don't just offhandly say that to be like we didn't want to we didn't want to have to deal with that shit get it out of here we're never right, right. again it is so important to the to the arc of Indiana Jones in this movie that like I love I love all the little character beats of this movie. I love when they have the conversation on the boat and they're talking about it. I love that they undercut all the undercutting. They do something that I wish more blockbusters would do now. Every Marvel kind like Marvel ish moment that they have where it's not just Marvel. It's like Disney in general or most movies in general, really. But like anytime something happens and, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is like a like making a little joke. Indiana's always like, Hey, my friend just died. And then she goes, Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And it's not like it's not <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's like, so it's like what are you doing? What are you doing? This isn't fun. <laughs> and then like, and then like, 
whenever whenever it's like a little gag he steals his he steals uh the the kid steals Harrison Ford's watch he's like that's my father's watch and just the way he says it I'm like oh <laughs> like I love all the old Indiana Jones character stuff I love that it says stop being so goofy like so, I mean of course Indiana Jones is very goofy it the last crusade it's straight up comedy it's very silly but like this movie knows to be like, look, we're not going to undercut emotional beats with with jokes. And I really like that. Yeah, I agree. Point. Something I couldn't put it into words, but that's definitely something that stuck out to me when I was watching it this morning. And uh, to that I, kind of that point a little bit is about Indiana Jones, where they put him. It's like, I, I mean, I like it's weird. It's a very. It's like a, a double-edged sword here because it's like I like the deal with the idea of him being older. And I don't try to run away from the fact that he's uh, an older man. And is not older, elderly, elder, yeah, straight up like, elderly, retiring, yeah, <laughs> old man, very old. And it's like how they deal with that, and just the fact that I it's like you know just feel like elderly people try to get pushed out. You know, they retire. It's like okay, go go away mm-hmm. now old person we don't need you anymore kind of almost like and they try to deal with that but then i also thought that i just had when i was watching the movie i was like i had this like not existential crisis but i was like this is one of those things where they just drag this thing out to make money it was very cynical i think because i was like there's no reason for this to exist they did a last one where he was already older they put a nice little ending on that one you could let the man rest but it's like they dragged the character out of like a nice happy ending to fuck with it just it, it seems so almost like why you got to kill his son you got to divorce him from the love of his life and it's like i understand all that kind of plays into the ending because where we end up we didn't talk about this enough last time about how i thought about this i was like we didn't really spend our time how we talked about this movie goes back in time which is an insane like that's a big swing it's not insane but it's how like did you big... not spend time talking about that i don't that's know like the... <laughs> Biggest thing in the movie. Like, we did talk about it, but I was like, I don't think we spent enough time on it because that's a that's a major swing to, to kind of take the movie. Before we do that, can I just yeah. quickly address what you just said? Because you're yeah. talking about I just felt like they were dragging him out and just it's a cynical cash grab. That is every franchise sequel. Like we had three Star Wars movies based on that very principle this past decade. So we had we've had what every eight star wars movies that do that new hope ends it's over it's done there's nothing left and then, like immediately it's just like let's bring them back <laughs> my point being like uh, you like every sequel is gonna be cynical you gotta just go with what the movie is giving you and i think this movie gives us a lot of interesting depth with the character as well as just another fun time with an old friend. Yeah. I think I just, I, don't know, I think I found friend. it so, like, not so, but ca- kind of downbeat in a way because of, like, where we see him and, like... Uh, well, and he's constantly like, this isn't an adventure. It's not fun. <laughs> but, see, I right. like that about it. <laughs> having rough, he's having the rough time. He's, you know, uh, son is pa- has been killed. His wife has left him. Uh, he's kind of retiring, but it kind of feels like he d- he's not ready to be, like, done yet you know it's just kind of this weird place and i'm like why did they do this to him but it's the only way that they could make the ending makes it. i'm curious how they engineered this thing because I, i'm gonna jump ahead sorry to the whole going back in time thing because 
I was going to be upset. And I didn't want to be like one of those people online who's like, they ruined this whole thing. But if they just left Indiana Jones just back in time somewhere. That's what I was wondering. I was like, did people want him to get left back in time? I did not. I was going to be, I was like losing because they push it so far that I thought they're really going to do this. Like they're really going to leave him here because they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And like, Finally, she says, knock him out. I was like, well, thank God. But if they hadn't killed the son, if they hadn't divorced him from Marion, then that whole thing wouldn't have worked because he, the reasons he wants to stay back in time, I think he even yeah, says, like, he's what's, lost everything. Yeah. Like, what's there for me in the, you know, back in present time? Like, so I get what they're going for. I just don't really like it. <laughs> that, like, well, I mean, just, for the record, yeah. I would I actually would not have been upset at if he got left back in time because I actually think that would be an interesting conceit for a character like this. I like it better that they didn't and they did what they did with the ending and just then we could have got one more. <laughs> we got one more. But like a guy who has always lived in the past, even during his best moments in life, like to actually take him back to the past and he's just like. Uh, this is where I belong. I think that's an interesting concept, and I would not have viewed that as insulting had they ended there. Yeah. Having said that, I do. I love the ending that they go with. I actually think it's great, and so I am happy. I'm happy that they still went with that. Well, here's what they could have done: they could have left them back in the past. They get back to the future, and somebody, and they see like uh, winning lottery ticket numbers on the TV. And they oh. see a receipt in his apartment and they go, oh, shit, he took the winning lottery ticket with him. It's in his jacket. They have to find a way to get back in time to get the, <laughs> the lottery ticket. Or see, they have I to thought... find his grave and he is a mummy in the next one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. see, I, I actually oh. thought it was going to end with he actually dies, but the villains are still alive. And Boyd Holbrook starts undressing him. And he's just like, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's just like, it's my new suit, Bubba. (laughs) Got it it in a fourth too long? (laughs) He's got it in a fourth too long. I've been waiting five years for this. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm curious about both of your... I'm going to question you about Boyd Holbrook, because I'm very curious about this. This is a Mark actor. This This is a Mark actor. Here's the... I I do like Boyd Holbrook, but... The predator he's, no Char- really, he's no Charlie Hunnam, though. The, <laughs> the, the Predator kind of pushed me away for a little bit, but that's partially because of the ending. But I have ironically quoted that ending so long that I've kind of <laughs> come around to loving it through no fault of my own. But it, uh, my point being, I recently... First of all, I love him in this. I think he's great as just a scumbag Nazi henchman. Mm. But I recently saw him in... Should have got a better ad. death. Should have got a better death. I, I will agree. But I recently saw him in an ad for the new season of Justified, and he's playing the villain. And, like, that is such a perfect, that is such perfect casting. He belongs in that world. And it just, like, completely brought me back around on him. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that ad, like, what when I went to see uh, Dial of Destiny. So it was kind of a perfect one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Point being, I like Boyd Holbrook. I and I really enjoyed him in this. <laughs> He's good in this. I like Lurch. I I, I like the villains. I like Mad Mads Mikkelsen. I saw somebody 
Oh God, so much of how I talk about <laughs> movies is just me reacting to shit I see in Letterboxd. <laughs> I'm no better than the people who just talk about Twitter, dude. But like, but like, I remember seeing somebody, and it was clearly one of those things where they were just unhappy with the movie, so they found faults in every single thing mm-hmm. in it. They were like, even Mads Mikkelsen is boring here, and like, I think Mad Mads Mikkelsen is really good in in this I, movie. If anything, like, there's not that much to the character on the page i feel like he brings a lot to that character and makes him memorable yeah i I would agree with yes yes (laughs) that we're that's a positive for me i've been too negative again i think he's pretty good because we were i think we mentioned this the last one that it's funny because the series in the first three movies it doesn't have it may have memorable villains but those aren't the biggest name actors in the world they're not getting like gene hackman's and christopher walkins you know it's like shit but then they get Kate Blanchett and Mads Mikkelsen who are bigger names I would say and I like Mads Mikkelsen as the villain in this I don't like Lord Holbrook I'm sorry Mark I don't I cannot get on board with that guy because this and Logan and Predator I'm like what like like, all right what do you what do you do to you about him what a boy do to you weird I can understand him look as a hero I can understand but like I just he is so good and so slimy as a like he oozes slime much better as a does... villain much better as a villain <laughs> and I, I just I, agree, I guess yeah but I don't even and like I'm just as a curious villain. what about him bothers you <laughs> I think he it's does this, this like weird... in this role it's like I'm watching somebody try to act way too hard it's like I feel like I'm watching him really struggle to like do I, I'm gonna do some weird quirky thing with my character and it's just like okay buddy we got it like just calm down like I usually you're no Ben Foster Boyd Holbrook <laughs> yeah, Ben Foster I think much much more interesting and I don't know this reminds I, me <laughs> well if Ben I'm Foster so- was in this movie he would have been a Nazi to prepare for the role okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he already did that for that uh he was in a movie yeah wait no doing? sorry he didn't play a Nazi in that he was the. Uh, he was, um, I think he played a Jewish character in that, so he would not have done that for that. Jesus, that's movie. like the opposite of that, Mark. Listen, uh, I once had a film uh, professor, and I don't know how I remember this, but she watched <laughs> this movie, The Skeleton Twins, with that he was in with uh, Bill Hader and Kristen oh, Wiig, yeah. like old mumblecore <laughs> movie, I think. And I vividly remember her tweeting, Boyd Holbrook is one of the greats of his generation. I was disappointed that the Skellington twins wasn't about two skeletons. <laughs> and at, like hearing so much Boyd Holbrook hate talk over the past few years just Sorry. always brought that tweak back to my head. Because for a while, I kind of agreed. Like, yeah, I the Predator, I think, is the big one where they were pushing him to be like the big badass hero. Man, yeah. Don't think that completely worked. But I really... I. Again, I guess it's just a difference of opinion and how we feel about performances. I watch him making these choices in this, and I think he's a natural. I think he is a natural at just playing, like, elevated redneck slime. Elevated redneck, <laughs> redneck slime. Elevated, okay. he, That's a letterbox list you need to make. Elevated redneck slime. This guy clearly grew up in Texas on a farm, and he was just handpicked for the security team by this Nazi scientist, thrown into a fancy new suit, Bubba, and like given a gun. And yeah, he's but at the he, at his heart, at his core, he's still just a Nazi redneck slime. Mark, I think we can safely say he's one of your Boyds. Oh, my <laughs> oh Boyd. 
Oh boy. <laughs> I knew this is the kind of stuff I knew we'd talk about that would be very different from part one of this episode. <laughs> I think I said in part one, I was like, I think Morgan and Pate are going to bring very different uh, things to this episode. So well, don't I, worry I, about elevated redneck slime. Is my, can I change my Twitter handle, elevated rednecks? <laughs> well, Matt, See, here's I'm, something I know. You, oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't have anything to say. Oh. Don't worry. Well, I was going to say, I know something that you've definitely talked about because one of my favorite things that you've been doing on these episodes <laughs> is you spotlight the creatures. And I'm a big creature guy. I've always loved animals in movies. And like one of my favorite things, you know, other than the villains always getting cool deaths, one, another one of my favorite things in Indiana Jones movies, they have a, a scene with creepy crawlies and stuff. And so I got to be honest very disappointed with the eels oh this very is i think the worst one in the series by far like well it's not so go ahead mark Sorry. you've got the you've got you not you've got two of them in here you've you got the we're not counting the bugs you, we're not I'm counting, counting the, bugs. the bugs fuck centipedes well okay, i absolutely but, count those but they immediately brush them off and that's it you know yeah it's I, I made the point that i feel like uh that it's almost like somebody said I don't know which one was shot first, but like we don't have enough creature stuff. We got to. I think they were they forgot about the eels. They were like, uh, we didn't put animals in this. And then whenever they were assembling and editing, they were like, ah, shit, we did two of them. All right. Yeah. Let's cut them both down so they don't take up too much. It's like they need a bonus one because they thought one was lacking. So maybe they did the eels first. Like the eels were good enough. Throw some bugs on them near the end, like or something. Uh, Because, yeah, the eels, the idea is kind of funny. Because there's a whole. Oh, I love I love eels. I love eels <laughs> in real life. They're cool. They're they disgusting. Cool, kind of scary. Yeah, it's, they're very scary. It plays the into coolest, the snake thing. Yes, the good. cool. I yeah. love whenever I love whenever oh, the new short round is like they look like snakes and Harrison Ford very childishly goes, "No, they don't." <laughs> that is <laughs> that is great. Uh huh. I, the best part of the eel sequence is when he shines his flashlight underwater and you see all their eyes reflecting. That's really cool. I just like, I turned into, I sent this to uh, Mark after I saw the movie. It's like when they mentioned eels and Antonio Banderas, who I'm surprised we haven't talked about him yet, but and Antonio Banderas <laughs> is like, uh, most of them are very small, hinting at like, you know. Oh, we're going to get a big one or something. The whole time I was just, I turned into Jimmy Stewart from It's Wonderful Life. I was like, I, I, I want a big one. I, I want a big one. I was like, I want a big fucking Loch Ness monster eel, man. I want one to swim out and to eat the egg. They bring an extra guy down there with them. It's like, it's Fleabag, it's Indy, and it's uh, Antonio. And then there's the the hunk, the hunk that she's like, ooh, you, you hot or whatever. There's an extra guy down there. I'm like, we've got to get a big eel. Eat that guy. Didn't happen. Yeah, I feel like the eel thing's like half-hearted. It just, it's like a good idea. Again, another great example. A good idea, not executed very well. I thought it's kind of like really quick. We're done with it. It's over. Uh, And the bug thing is very half-hearted too. It's like throw some bugs on him. Okay, great. It's well, they they walk out and they go, "Ah," and they brush them off. Yeah, they brush them off. It's like okay. (laughs) The bugs were gross. uh, Yeah, they should have been like. You know, to so much, so much of the fun of the old movies is that uh, I, I finally heard the term uh, that because I never knew how to describe it. Steven Spielberg's time dilation. I never knew 
what the phrase was to describe that. Like so much of those old movies is him drawing things out as long as possible. The bug scene in Temple of Doom. Uh, the best versions uh, of that, for for an example, is like in Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones's head basically gets crushed eight times on that crusher because it just <laughs> keeps cutting back and he keeps getting mm-hmm. a little bit closer and then closer and he should easily be dead by then. And this movie's missing some of that. They should have been doing that with eels somehow. Like make draw that scene out longer, make it grosser and yeah, it's over so quick. It's like oh okay, I guess we're done with the eels now. I just felt like it's the other animal sequences are all fairly drawn out. I think compared to the set piece, yeah, the set piece, yeah. It's like the whole thing is just kind of i don't know it just felt kind of the whole thing feels a little half-hearted to me that's i, I should also i really say my stance this movie i'm in the middle i gave it two and a half stars i thought about it yeah. later maybe two but now after a week i feel almost nothing toward it which is well if you like, if you're in the two that would not put you in the middle that would put you squarely below the middle well i'm, I'm sticking at two and a half but i feel like if i talk about it i'm like i'm talking about less than two and a half star movie but hmm. i'm not gonna change it i'm not gonna change it but i just feel like <laughs> i feel so like so little toward the movie that i can't even yeah. get to that point where some people are like i hate it this is disrespectful it's a it's a black mark on the franchise like that's a bad me, place to be when you just feel nothing for it yeah it's also very hard to host a podcast when you feel like <laughs> nothing on a podcast, it's on hard a to carry on two conversations <laughs> i was a little more impassioned last week i had just seen it. it was very fresh and this week it's like calm down i think i moved on to other things like uh don't get me wrong very happy to talk to you guys but my passion for the movie is not even i'm kind of like yeah i saw it half of it was forgettable some stuff i liked i really like thought the ending was sweet but we've given indiana jones like now three good endings it's like they write off just keep making them just to keep giving them sweet ending how many happy endings can we give one character right he rides off like sunset i'm just gonna say they get married the older this one yeah yeah sorry go ahead this one they have sex (laughs) because like clearly when he reaches for that hat i was like are they going on going on another adventure he's like marion i'm I'm wearing the hat The so. older a character gets, the happier the ending is. Because you know that they have much less time left on this world, so you are just happier that they're getting something in life. Before they a lot. <laughs> well, what I think is funny is like the A thing that you always hear about when it comes to Harrison Ford is he's always like, I'll only do it if I die. Like, I'll only come back if I die. It's all these like franchises. The funny thing is he was really only talking about Star Wars because Harrison hates Star Wars almost as much as I do. No, I'm kidding. I don't really hate Star Wars. It's fine. But like Harrison hates Star Wars. I think he loves Indiana Jones and I think he re- probably loves Blade Runner because like all these franchises he comes back to, you're always expecting, well, Harrison will only do it if he dies. But then like, I, I think the only one he really hates is Star Wars. And I think uh, my my friend Casey's a big Star Wars fan, and he says that apparently in interviews, Harrison is pretty open about like hating because he he's he felt that he had a a natural arc at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back and he shouldn't have been brought back. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, he's he's like he at the end of the day, he's still an artist. He's he looks at the he he's not just one of these movie stars like Dwayne Johnson that just goes to movies for vanity projects like he clearly for the not all the time but a lot of times cares about the story he's telling like every now and then he'll take a 
firewall or a cowboys and aliens. Don't don't you say it. Don't you say it. <laughs> I don't even know which one. Morning Morning Glory is a good movie. I actually oh, want to I watch that. You, I do because that I, like, I saw cute, the cast. That is a like, that, actually, that actually is a good movie. I, I thought you were warning me off. Of, I'll be there. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought Hayden was warning me off of extraordinary measures because he loves bringing that movie into the conversation. I already work around the clock. I don't. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never never seen it either. Um, well, that you know, that's actually yeah. another thing I'm going to talk about being happy, like happy, like always seeing him come back and get a happy ending because, like Harrison Ford, I would generally consider one of my favorite actors, but believe it or not, that didn't actually. I wouldn't have said that until I saw The Force Awakens when he comes back as grumpy old Han Solo, yeah. which I thought he was. I was caught off guard by how much I liked him in that because a lot of he's given a handful of older performances where you think he's just showing up for the money and he's not invested and like and you've heard how much he talks about hating Star Wars but yeah. he showed up <laughs> and he fucking gave it his all but you can movie. tell you could tell he's like he's like, he's having fun in that movie but at the back of his mind he's like I get to fucking die <laughs> I know. It's like, I think he's like, so oh, happy he oh baby, it's all and ending here, and they bring him back. Money. I think he they was bring on him back or something. From... They were like, "How'd you? How'd they get you back for Star Wars?" He goes, "They drove like a garbage truck of money to my house or something like, like." And I, he right. said it kind of jokingly, but I'm, I'm sure that was kind of the case. But anyway, um, look, before I forget the point I was trying to make, so like <laughs> after that, I was just like, "Oh, this guy's hands down one of my favorite actors," and I specifically. Even though his filmography isn't stronger, I like old Harrison Ford more than young Harrison Ford. And so I love seeing old Harrison Ford come back to this role, come back to these roles he played when he was younger, but especially with Indiana Jones, get the happy ending. Because it, yeah. it, it somehow feels more effective when, like, after you, I don't know, you all of a sudden develop a new love for an actor, and also you just naturally like—I don't know—I just naturally like watching sad old people on screen. I do too. <laughs> I love old people, uh, but like, yeah. And it's uh, not for you, Mark, because you, you you liked her the whole way through. I'm sure, but like that ending where uh, Fleabag, Phoebe Waller, <laughs> Phoebe, you want to call her Phoebe Bridgers, so I just call her. Uh, Fleabag said, uh, where Phoebe Waller Bridge is like trying so hard to convince him to come back. Mm -hmm. Thank God they did that because otherwise it would have. I mean, I know a lot of people hate her. I hope it's in good faith and not just, oh, she's a woman. It's you know, not, like there's a lot of that. Yeah, I uh, hope it's not just Last Jedi stuff all over again. But I really hated her character, but that's the point she's like a bad person she's doing this for all the wrong reasons you know so i like the character i was just like this chick sucks but like yeah. i, I want to stress <laughs> i don't think she's a bad actress i don't hate the character in a way where i'm like oh i don't want to be watching this anymore she's an interesting character but like that endeared, I was finally endeared to her because like, oh, she actually does care about something. Yes. I thought she was really good at that scene. I was, I felt what she was feeling. I was like, yes, get, come back. Stop this. Yes. Like, I was like, get back here. Uh, yeah, I'd argue up. it's, I'd argue it's even more than that scene. Like watching it again, I started to notice all the little moments when she kind of stopped being selfish and started caring more about him. Like when they're like, when they're diving with the eels and she goes back to save him. 
or uh like at the end like before they get on the plane where they um where they're taking Indy away and uh the kid is like come on let's go and she's like no we can't leave him yeah like i loved watching her come around to his side i thought that was kind of beautiful somebody was... andy or james in part one of this i mean i think they made the point that uh i hope i'm this is them, not somebody else else too that she kind of has the arc of him in temple of doom where it's like he starts off kind of more selfish and comes around to like hmm. it's that learns not to, to you know not be as selfish she's all about the money and like getting the stuff and then she kind of yeah. you know I, I really liked her i thought she i was think that's good. exactly what it is. i thought they oh, were just yeah. a good pairing there was this insane theory i had a friend literally tell me this before it came out he goes man let's just do a podcast and he was saying like if somebody had seen the movie allegedly he was like i heard that that girl becomes new indiana jones that girl <laughs> i heard that that girl because well there was an interview given and one of the producers i don't know if it was kathleen kennedy or somebody but they were like they were like, it's entirely possible that we could hand off the franchise to Phoebe Waller Bridge. So that is based. Oh, in some okay. Maybe that's truth. what he heard. But uh, like, that's not what that's not what happened. I didn't take any of it that way. <laughs> like, well, no. If anything, uh, Sound of Freedom is going to be getting a sequel oh, before God. before Dial of Destiny. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That's oh. the movie that's eating Indiana Jones's lunch, right? Profits. Now. Yeah. It's like let's. Oh God. Let's not read that movie up. But I. <laughs> I Too late. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked her. I thought they came. I, they, they were good together. Her and Harrison Ford. I thought they worked well together. Yeah. Uh, she wore a lot of great outfits. I don't think I even, she did. She did. I, I it up. I'm I not the type. Uh, like I'm not the type to normally focus on fashion. I don't know. She had. She wore a bunch of very striking outfits that kind of feel unique in a movie like this, like an old fashioned treasure hunting movie. Yeah, she's that good could just be too. I thought because she she's fun. wearing the. Uh, I mean period appropriate attire but she's wearing a lot of like brightly like she oh she enters the movie in a brightly colored i don't want to call it a suit but it looks like she's uh i i, I honestly i'm not good with fashion, so i don't know what you would call that <laughs> i'm i'm no fashionista either mark don't worry it was, was very like... <laughs> brightly colored and it felt unique and i liked it well, I have a question for you too because I've got to ask this last time. It's because someone had brought this up somewhere, and I was like, "Is this a better idea or worse?" I'm curious your take on it. That somebody floated the idea of after Last Crusade, they should have just turned the Indiana Jones movies into like James Bond movies, where they just recast Indiana Jones. Uh, I was I was actually going <laughs> to ask y'all if you would have preferred this or uh, what was it like ten years ago? They were talking about rebooting it with Chris Pratt. Like th that was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> they were like Spielberg would direct Chris Pratt, and um, I don't hate Chris Pratt. I actually kind of like either. him, and yeah. yeah, I actually kind of like him in in certain things. But like, no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, against that, <laughs> Bond is Bond is a special is is a is a is a different thing because when I was a kid, they had already recast him a bunch. I have no like. That's kind of the thing with Bond to mm -hmm. me. It feels weird to do that to too many other characters. Right. It was like, we can let I, some things just end. Like, as they are, you know, be the same person throughout the... Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing is, if, a, if an actor plays a character for a certain amount of time, at a certain point, I think it becomes impossible to recast them. Like, that's part of why I'm not that fond of Solo, because Harrison Ford played that character... Like, he played him in, like, a... Like a six year span in the 70s and 80s. 
And then they brought him back again to play him when he was like, like, or how many years later was that? 30 years later. Hmm. And so like after a 30 year span with one actor playing the same character, I just can't see anyone else as that character. It becomes really difficult to recast, but if they had done it like within the first 10 years, I would probably be okay with it. I would probably partially because I would have grown up with it because it would have happened around the time I was born. Yeah. I would have much rathered Alden Ehrenreich as the young Indiana Jones rather than like Tom Holland, which probably would have happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're, if we're just saying what's worse, absolutely. I would (laughs) much prefer Alden Ehrenreich. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I was just curious because I was I heard the idea. I was like, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't really, I, I it's not happening now, obviously. But I wouldn't really want that. But it's it's also like it's an alternate reality where if they did it like really or like he did three Indiana Jones movies, they waited until like maybe the mid nineties, like a uh-huh. little bit of a gap, and then switch it. Would we care that much now? Would it still be the same debate about who's your favorite Indiana Jones? Like, well, I think that to- is. I think that is the way forward. I don't think that they'll just let it die. I do think that they will eventually reboot it with a different actor. Absolutely, they will. Yeah. Uh, what else can we ask? <laughs> what else can we uh, talk about here? Oh, I got a scene because um, oh, I'm like, I, can, can I? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I hate it when people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> movie I like, you changed your tune no 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 i i love the movie for this but i hate people whenever they like talk about movies in relation to trump or january 6th oh god because it's often <laughs> a very shallow and empty and hollow those three words mean the exact same thing uh <laughs> comparison and it's just very reactionary and it's just people well, they want of, you to know that they hate trump and stuff that is true <laughs> that's true it's just i i, I always like shrug when Hot i hear take. that because i'm just like <laughs> it's like jamie lee curtis comparing halloween kills to the january 6th <laughs> it's like, all right well, that so just, which, after was, the- which was shot before right <laughs> exactly it, it was just like well, it's, it's actually about like, people bring this up that. for like to give movies a sense of false importance but this movie like uh, came out two and a half years after that and I think the idea of Nazis literally trying to take the power back after they have lost the war, like they have lost the war is, I think it's, I think, I actually think it's kind of a fun January 6th parallel. Like I feel like they actually, the writers were kind of somehow, they had that idea in the back of their head and they were they kind of infuse that into Mad's whole character motivation. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. Dude, speaking of, we I gotta ask y'all, like when they're heading toward the storm mm-hmm. and he says, we're not going where either. You know, I don't know where we're going, <laughs> but it's not 1939. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, where? Because Mark and my other friend Houston had said, the ending pops off. It goes nuts. It really goes for it. And I'm like, <laughs> where on earth is this going to go? And I hope I'm not. I hope this whole conversation has not just been me reiterating stuff that I heard on um, a video I watched last night. Because last <laughs> night as I was going to sleep, I was I was watching the uh, Red, Letter, Red Letter Media did a, a review of it. And I don't always like them as much as I used to anymore. But um 
I did notice that they had like the exact same thoughts as me a few times where I was like, because when they were heading for the storm, I was like, is he going to pop out on the other side? And there's going to be dinosaurs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if that happens, I, cause I, I was like, they could do a few jokes where he's like, ah, y'all call me the dinosaur. <laughs> and they play the Spielberg. <laughs> uh, they play the John Williams. Uh, I see. I hadn't even, uh, hadn't even Jurassic Park theme. They pop out. There's dinosaurs. And he's like, leave me. <laughs> I don't belong here. Leave me with the dinosaur. <laughs> but, but what, I mean, what did y'all think was on the other side of that that cloud? It's a good. I mean, I don't even remember what I was thinking. I, I don't either. I was just so was gobsmacked like so by what was happening. <laughs> I kind of okay. So going in, I kind of thought that it might be time travel because, like, Dial of Destiny. You know, like your destiny. I was thinking about time, and I was trying to think of like. What other weird supernatural stuff could they do at this point? I've noticed like time travel is kind of coming back. I was like, they're not going to jump through other universes because there's not really alternate. What could they do? Like they couldn't multiverse this, right? Like (laughs) what the, what the fuck multiverse could Indiana Jones hop through? There's no, there's no 15 other versions of Indiana Jones, you know? So it's like, so I was like, it's probably going to be time travel. Now, did I think they'd actually go back in time? Not necessarily. However, I did think once I heard them say it's disrespectful or some people say it's disrespectful, I thought maybe they'll be hopping through the old movies. And I was Jones for that. I eh, Jones for that. <laughs> I, I, I love I, when old I when movies genuinely would have loved that. Yeah, somebody, I love when yeah. movies hop through. I the think old somebody movies. mentioned like what they thought there was a back to the future two scenario that could have happened here where. They hop in, they pop yes. through the old movies, which I don't think I would have hated, honestly. Like I think that's that fun. I always fun. love when movies do that. I don't. Yeah, I'm with Mark. I don't remember what I thought was going to happen. I feel like the way he was saying we're not going to 1939. I thought they were going back much farther, but I that didn't know filled where me with. They were going. Yeah, they that filled me with chills when he was like, "We're not going back to 1939." I was like, "What on earth could be on the <laughs> other side of that cloud?" And they yeah. come out. And when you see like the legionnaires and those ships like hurling catapults, it I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and even better, this is not this should this should not have made me laugh, but like when Boyd Holbrook and the other Nazis just start shooting at everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I just don't know what I was cackling. I was like, what that is, is I think they I think they want that to be funny. Okay. Because look, even like, Harrison Ford's like, you fool. <laughs> they think you're dragons or something. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. The Nazis just don't know what else to do. They're just like, ah, kill these guys. I thought one of the best gags, I forgot to mention this on the last the last part I did, The one of the best gags is when Phoebe Waller bridges in the plane with a bunch of Nazis putting guns at her and she just pulls that lever and the, the floor falls out beneath all of them because I was oh, like, that was oh, shit, great. what's she going to do? Drop. I was like, that was a good gag, I thought, to drop the that floor out good. underneath them. Yeah. Um, Dude, that, I have no, Again, you know, another that, ve- yeah. like another very fun, inventive kind of Spielbergian moment. I think that was good. Yes, that was yes. really good. I, I had the ending. You, you would think almost I'd have more problems like with because it's such a big leap. But then once you've got aliens and Crystal Skull, it's like I think almost anything is fair game. And honestly, I, I mean, I yeah. think after the first film alone, anything's pretty much well, fair that's true. game. And and I mean, this Kevin is something I have to ask. Out Hayden, and out. <laughs> I want to ask Hayden this though because Hayden. Hayden hates when movies are all about science and kind of try to ignore <laughs> magic 
<laughs> and mysticism. And maybe, maybe he's like okay such a with loser. Maybe he's okay with it because this movie exists in a universe where all that stuff exists. But literally every time it comes to the dial working, Mads is like, "It is science, Doctor Jones." Well, the reason I don't hate it. It's because it's not Thor saying it, right? Where Thor's like, <laughs> actually, what you call magic is just science, and I fucking love it. You know, it's it's not like it's not like that. The person's saying, I wish that was the this isn't, is this isn't <laughs> he's saying he's, he's saying this isn't magic. It's just math. It's the Nazis saying that, right? Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's uh. the villain. It's the villain saying that. Indiana <laughs> Jones is probably like, oh, it's all the same fucking thing. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how they they're doing time travel where they do. I can't think of too many examples of like, so it's not like a, a straight up time machine. It's like a, I think I called it a time compass on the last episode where it directs you where to go to find a rift in time. Yes. Which is an interesting yes. play on time travel. I thought like, it's like, it's not a machine that takes you back in time, but there are these like rifts pockets. that appear. Yeah. Yes. These pockets you can find and the thing will take you there. I thought that was an interesting idea you know i was like mm-hmm. okay cool that's different like it is there were things i liked about this movie i don't want to say i hated this whole thing it is funny how like the villain the villain is like <laughs> the villain is a math guy like he's all about science and math i'm like thinking everything out to the to its logical conclusion and he's like my plan go back in time and just mess with shit it's like (laughs) this seems like so much bad could come from i mean like he wants the bad of course he wants the he wants it seems like everything after world war ii is just bad for him that's true i guess although i I, uh, you know this movie more people should like it because it points out that the nazis uh got us to the moon everybody likes to like you know find the cynicism in history and be like actually the the thing that everybody thought was awesome it was actually secretly bad. So people, so everybody should like this movie then. Well, actually, it's it's yeah. funny you say that because the whole time, like I brought up my little January 6th comparison earlier. <laughs> I was prepared for a bunch of think pieces being like, Dut Hervola is the villain of our time. <laughs> and a bunch of people just saying why this movie is so important <laughs> because of that connection that i'm already regretting making <laughs> oh i you know, did you see the rotten tomato review from somebody it was one blurb from this guy who didn't like the movie and the blurb that i saw pulled was dial of destiny uh presents the nazis as bad guys but never tells us why they're bad or why we should hate them what <laughs> are you serious is, is his take on last crusade is it's the only reason the only thing we see them doing that is burn books like <laughs> that's why they're bad because right. they burned. this guy needed a full explanation for why the nazis are bad i was like buddy you should probably go see some other movies or read God. some books or something um it just really made me laugh because i was like what an insane criticism of this movie <laughs> but it doesn't tell us why they're bad yeah why it's like what do you- i do you- Google that, that does lead yeah. me to something <laughs> I love all the. He wanted to see the Holocaust in a PG 13 family adventure movie. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, There are some like. Like, uh, they're Nazis, and we know that they're Nazis, so we don't need subtle hints. But there are little, like, subtle hints at their, like, 
Nazi worldviews that I really like. Like there's that scene at the beginning when uh, Mads is talking to the waiter who's brought him his oh, his room service, mm. and he's just like, he's just so like slyly like, um, uh, you didn't win the war, Hitler lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just like clearly looking down on him, as is uh, Boyd Holbrook in the other room, and it's such a creepy moment. I love it. Bunch and of then slime balls. The, uh, Who's the guy on the crutches? I was always waiting I, for that to come back. I don't remember. I, I think remember. he was a uh, CIA. So they were working. So there was the, uh, I forget her name. There was the black lady who was the CIA agent that they yes. were working with. Who I think and, also had some scenes cut because I felt yeah, like her thing felt half baked. It was agent like Mason. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. I, I, I need to, yeah. I need to look up her name. Cause I actually thought she was really good with what little she had to do. But mm. there's that moment, or well, well, first we were asking who the guy on the crutches is. I think he was an agent because she worked for him. Okay. And then Boyd worked for Mickelson. And they were basically just helping Mads because he helped them get to the moon. I was right. waiting for that- the crutches to be a setup for something. Right. I was like, oh, something's going to happen with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we don't really <laughs> see him again. But then the other moment I was going to bring up is when Boyd Holbrook shoots the CIA agent. There's like just. There's an extra shot of his face, and it looks like he has real satisfaction at getting to shoot a black person. And it's oh. really, it really stuck out to me. So you're saying he could get satisfaction, like the Rolling Stones said in their song. <laughs> they also did the song what are you doing? for the devil. Oh my God. That was uh, that's like, you know what? Me. Let's movie talk executives about love that song, apparently. <laughs> There's one part in this movie where you can vaguely hear Space Oddity playing in the yeah. background. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I yeah. mean, part of the reason this movie is so expensive is probably because they paid for the rights to Space Oddity just to have it playing in the background where you can't <laughs> even notice it on the first time you see it. Okay, so this is something I want to talk to you all about. The first three movies, 30s adventure serials. Mm, mm. Those are chef's kisses. <laughs> the fourth one, B movie, 50s mm-hmm. B movie, B movie, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Is this one a 60s movie? Because, like, because uh, late 60s, 70s, basically, kind of movie. because, like, with uh, Crystal Skull. The, the first half of the movie does a lot of like scene setting and like mm-hmm. get, it's got everything you could ever imagine from the 50s, right? The atomic bombs, the greasers, the this, the that, the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then the second half of the movie is the B movie, right? It's right. like goofy little alien spaceship, flying saucer, whatnot. Uh, killer ants, you know? I really would have loved to have seen the that treatment that George wanted where it was Indiana Jones and the the giant ants. Oh, what the hell was that going to be? <laughs> oh my God. But wow. That would have been so cool. But like, there is a little bit of espionage with the CIA stuff, but like, is this one like really a late sixties, seventies kind of movie other than like the, you see the, you see a few hippies at the beginning doing the table setting, you see the parade and whatnot. But like, does this one feel of the time period of like, are they lampooning a certain genre like they were with the older oh, movies? Or yeah, I don't think so. I don't feel like they're... I don't. Well, 
Yeah. I don't think it, I mean, I don't think it goes as far as the other movies do, but I do think there is a certain era of like 60s and serenity, 70s paranoia to the proceedings. It honestly mm-hmm. kind of feels like they're like, they're trying to map, they're trying to like bookend it by like having a movie from that era kind of meet a movie from the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Because I mean, even, even, uh, well, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've seen Crystal Skull, but Crystal Skull at the end of the day is still a serial, and the serials were like the 30s kind of thing. So they still has that format. And that format is a, that's why I like Temple and Raiders are perfect because it's like that format is perfect for an action movie. 15 minute segments, you know, a little bit of intrigue, yeah. crazy payoff and climax and 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 a cliffhanger right and you just do that over and over and over again mm-hmm. so like that's the indiana jones format i'm just trying to think like what was the what what could have been uh, i guess it would have been like a cynical espionage movie would have been what they were doing I yeah i feel like they just don't go into it enough but i can kind of see they have the cia involved i, mean, I can't have... really th- i can't really think of any like types of movies that were big in the 60s and 70s that would be appropriate for indiana jones so i think they kind of took like themes from those movies and put them into a (laughs) we should yeah they took themes from those movies kind of (laughs) oh my god (laughs) sorry anyway can i bring up one line that cracked me up both times i saw the movie and because i like i saw it in two pretty much empty screening so i didn't have loud audiences going off at like every moment i mean honestly they're like the limited amount of people in my theater were both were pretty quiet in both screenings but in both screenings there was one line i think i was the only person to laugh at it and i like died laughing both times (laughs) and it's when (laughs) i forget what mads is saying to him but it's when they're on the plane before they go through the rift and he's talking to Andy. yes Indy looks up at him. He's like, "You're German, Voller. Don't try and be funny." That shit was hilarious. <laughs> and I have no idea what he means by that, but it just killed oh, me both times. Because Germans are infamously not funny people. Like, I mean, like, th- there's like a lo- there's like a joke. It's that like the joke is just saying a German stand up comedian. It's just like <laughs> they're like fa- they're like famously not funny. Yeah. So like and I saw okay, I saw that yeah, I saw the movie with uh Clay, my sorry, I always say people's names that I, my buddy Clay, who is German, and me and my other buddy who saw the movie we were like pointing at Clay and laughing, like, ha, don't try me funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad I didn't see it with you then. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. You're the one mm. funny German. <laughs> Thank you. Mark Warner, the one <laughs> funny German. I appreciate it, man. There's another like uh, line for your bio on Twitter. The one funny German. The one funny. German. <laughs> oh man, we're just ringing gold today, aren't we? So uh, yeah. Matt, uh huh. They make one more. Oh god! And if you don't like it, that will be as many Indiana Jones movies that you don't like as you like. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Uh, it makes me a little sad. I don't know. I, absolutely. I think I said at the end of the last part of this, I, I think I almost went on like a mini little rant where I was like, this has to stop. This has to be the end. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot do this again. Like he's 
80 now. So it's like the, the next ones like him and Mary like in a Give nursing home more. having an adventure. Like Give what are they doing? Like, solving a mystery. Um, Give me one more. Until, I mean, if Cl- if Clint Eastwood can make cry macho, then Harrison no, Ford can keep yeah, never mind. Ass. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Not a very good movie. One I kind of like a little bit. Uh, I, I wanted even, to like that movie so bad. I could see him. I could, you know, he's infamous for doing like, you know, eight hour days, like one take, you know, yeah. there's so much that in Cry Macho where you're like, he didn't try a like, second take. He like, did not. The little funny part, I'll never forget when he like is hiding behind some boxes in a warehouse and like runs like away. <laughs> well, they're, like, they're you know, stacked really high too. Cause right. They're stacked really there. high. Yeah. So you can hide behind him. The poor guy's barely moving, but he gives, I think there's parts where he gives a really good performance when he has his hat down. And yeah. uh, I think one single tear rolls down. He's talking to the kid about something. There's some Oh man, I wanted to love that movie. <laughs> I did not. I don't know, but I don't need Amber and Nina Jones. They can stop. If, I, honestly, at this point, I don't even know how I feel about them rebooting the franchise in like, I don't know, 10 years, five, who it, it might only be five years. Like eventually. it's going to be straight. Like I know they're going to do it, but it is going to feel strange when they do, because well, it's going to be a Disney like plus said, show. Yeah. Probably. Oh no. Oh, I don't know. I probably would be like, whatever. They've stripped everything else, every IP for parts at this point. So, uh, you know, we got a bunch of good ones. I'll be happy with those. Um, and there are things I like, Crystal Skull, and things I like in Dial of Destiny. It's just, yeah. it's way more of a mixed bag for me than the first three, which I think are all great. And at any day, uh, you could ask me, I'd be like, oh, that's my favorite, or whatever one I watched recently. I'm like, oh, now it's Temple of Doom. Now it's Last Crusade. But uh, you know. They're all yeah. they're all fantastic. Well, that's the other thing is like all the odd number movies in the series are the derivative ones. They're, they're all the ones that are like, okay, let's do the Raiders thing again. Let's do Nazis and some religious thing. Except this one, the religious thing <laughs> was a trick. It wasn't actually about that. <laughs> but like oh, yeah. the odd the even number ones are the really weird ones. So if we get that's another true. Indiana Jones, it's gonna be fucking weird. <laughs> Very, it'd probably be very, very weird by the yeah. very old Harrison Ford. Now, I'm surprised you weren't upset they never made the uh, Indiana Jones. Like there was a haunted house. Oh, I'm very it. upset about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very rumored. I don't know if it was going to be the third one or the fourth one. I but... think I see. I always hear it was supposed to be the second one, but oh, uh, but because I think some of those ideas kind of got thrown into the palace that they stay in in Temple of Doom. Like oh. I think there was supposed to be a room of bugs and and trap doors and stuff like that. But that makes sense, yeah. But I would have loved for because that's an old thirty serial, the the old dark house. Like people like wandering in an old dark house. Oh, oh, you know, I would have loved <laughs> pulling that. levers and the door flips around mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I would have liked Indiana Jones like straight up like yeah haunted house. I mean, there's plenty of horror type stuff in Temple of Doom, but like. Do wish we had something that was straight up like a scared movie, old dark house, Indiana Jones. What they got to do next <laughs> is I've already talked about it to Daniel on his pod, on his podcast. They got to do Indiana Jones and the Pangbosh hand, which is that Yeti hand in like the Tibetan oh. monk uh, church. Mm-hmm. He's got to go in and steal it with Jimmy Stewart. And that could be the <laughs> next movie. <laughs> I mean. I wish we could make that work somehow, but with the AI and the deep fake, maybe we could bring uh, Jimmy oh, Stewart yeah. back. It's right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm Jimmy. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm a rope. I'm, yeah. Indiana, we got to steal that paw. Oh, we got to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Merry Christmas, you old Yeti paw. <laughs> Merry 
Christmas Pangbo's hand. <laughs> oh God! Happy well, New Year to oh, you! Oh great! This has devolved into. Hey, let me <laughs> let me ask you guys. Yeah. How'd you feel about Teddy? I don't. Uh, you like mean <laughs> fake new short round? The kid yeah. who just. I said, why is he there? I remember thinking, why is he along yeah. for the second part of the journey? Um, I don't think he's... I, it's kind of like everything else in the movie. I don't hate him because there's not enough to hate, but I don't like him. So it's kind of like he's just... Yeah, it's just like a zero. Like he had no like personality. Uh, I did think him trying to fly, fly the plane and the guy waking up in the back was funny. But oh, that was uh, fun. yeah. I like that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest Teddy fan. Yeah, I just kind of neutral on the a kid i don't it's like it's like i just don't neutral on the kid it should have been <laughs> kei kwan just bring it back bring it. i am so, i am actually shocked that they didn't shoot an after a post credit scene or something because he Kwan, especially Ow. now that he's won that that won the oscar they didn't bring him back and just say hey indy i'm back you know so it'd be very silly to say like something no how sweet would it because it's one of those things where you're like oh, roll my eyes oh member berries bring some right oh, another <laughs> reference but you know if he would have if he would have been the antonio banderas character and they didn't kill him or something but but like if or if he would have walked through the door at the end you know everybody would have been like oh short round. lost their shit i guarantee oh yeah <laughs> like uh oh you probably, I liked Antonio Madaris. I wish he was in the movie more. <laughs> like he really was good. I, yeah, I was surprised. I did not recognize him in the trailer or on the posters. So that was a nice little surprise when I realized that was him because it took me about two minutes to realize who it was. Well, my my friend Casey was sitting right next to me, and he popped up. He's like Indiana Jones or whatever, and Casey goes Vincent Cassell. <laughs> and I I just laughed because I thought he was like making a joke. I didn't you get really it. Thought it was I was like, yeah, I was I was like, huh, yeah. And I like kept watching. He goes, that's Vincent Cassell. He t- I heard him say that. I heard him say that to Clay on the other side of him. I was like, he's really going for this joke that I don't understand. <laughs> and then like a few minutes go by. He goes, is that Vincent Cassell? I was like, what are you? Are you kidding? What are you doing right now? He goes, is that Antonio Banderas? And I was like. Yes. What what is wrong with you? Well, hey, it's a guy that I thought was a cameo, and I wondered if anyone else thought this. I went through the letterbox cast list. I didn't see him on there, so I don't know if this is true. Okay, at the beginning of the movie, when they're pulling through the, they're trying to cut through the alley and and drive, and they hit the parade, and the cop comes out. He goes, "Hey, oh, what you doing there? It's a parade over there. You can't walk over there. Or drive over there. Whatever." <laughs> that cop. I was like, holy shit, that's Kyle Gallner. <laughs> and then I looked through the castle. It was, I didn't oh, see his name I pop up. I was like, was it Kyle I didn't, No, I didn't see his name pop up. But for, for the whole movie, I was thinking, that's a weird cameo for Kyle Gallner. <laughs> Just really wanted to be an Indiana Jones. Don't you know I mean? Him. Yeah. <laughs> some of those like people who aren't like super famous, but they pop up in these franchise movies. It's probably like, oh, they just really wanted to be in one. But I don't think it was him. So I was just oh, it, well, I I don't think it was. I don't him think either. it was either. But such a quick moment, hey, I couldn't be sure. You know who we haven't talked about? I liked. Uh, I know Hayden's a fan of this guy. I'm sure Thomas Kretschmann. Love Captain. Uh, oh shit! What? Engelhorn. Engelhorn. Oh, okay, Thomas okay. Kretschmann. <laughs> he was the Nazi officer that was kind of in charge at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. 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 Captain Engelhorn from the. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. 
big time German character actor in like Resident Evil 2, yeah, King Kong, Count Dragon Dracula, Concrete. oh wow, Count Dracula oh. and oh, Argento's boy. Dracula 3D. Oh boy. <laughs> That's fun, but he is a he is a reliable German character actor, and I thought he did a great job, like being the main villain for like twenty five twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, I also like really liked uh, I also like Toby Jones whenever he shows up in anything. Oh yeah, yeah, to little Toby, he's good. He's good, and I thought Karen Allen was really good at very small screen time, but I thought she. We talked about some uh, Crystal Skull a little bit. She seemed a little bit like rusty in Crystal Skull. I thought there's a little bit like shaking off some rust. It felt like Crystal Skull was that awkward thing where like she's clearly so happy to be there and in a movie again, and (laughs) she's just brimming with a bright light, and you you feel so much sympathy for her. You're like, oh, she's cute, but she's going so she's like so over the top happy to be there that it's kind of awkward because you're like oh um <laughs> yeah i mean that's, i felt so i had so much like sympathy or goodwill toward her i kind of forgave her but i did recognize yeah. like, okay she's not great but i think in the one scene <laughs> in this movie she is great i that last scene is great that oh okay. that last the scene perfect is so ending. cute when it's yeah sala comes back and he's singing his song as they're off to get ice cream how effing sad is it that sala is a cab driver in new york yeah and how sad is it when he tells indiana jones it's like he's like i miss adventure i miss the desert i I miss miss the the he's like he's like (laughs) he's he's like i taught my children they know what it means to be an american and i'm like an american an american where you left your home to live in poverty in new york city it's like but yeah. he seems so happy like i'm just like there's something like, they continue to be very american movies where he's like how great is it he, he brought us to america we <laughs> are just to the shitty city where people spit on us in the street. Oh. oh no he i yeah it's i i was happy to see him though it's like karen out i mean i yeah i mean there's think plenty of things i liked about this movie and then there's just stuff where like it's just a lot of the action stuff didn't work i thought it was just kind of like i'd yeah. watch the action stuff be kind of like watching it like my eyes were glazing over a little bit it's sad because until the the last action scene i mean like the big climax that worked for me just because it was so crazy like see well, that, that was better too because yeah. it was fully lit and it was bright <laughs> somebody even yeah. it's like oh the they really gotta show the scope point. of this like because a lot of it's like the train scenes in, in darkness there i was thinking of when phoebe waller bridge on the motorcycle and it's dark and it's rainy which always to me is like code oh god her, yeah her on the motorcycle i couldn't tell what was going on like, the evil so guys... stuff i couldn't see is so murky but the tuk-tuk chases in broad daylight tuk-tuks well the tuk-tuk chase is fun i, mean, I agree they... <laughs> it's i don't know it's it's frustrating because i see some stuff i think they're trying to do it practically and then they cut immediately back to something that's like very clearly fake and it's just like see, jarring. Look, look, look. yeah i love you guys and i love all the people that we talk about movies with regularly i would be very curious to hear like thoughts on this movie from someone who is not a diehard cinephile who does oh, not yeah. spend a lot of time I thought on you were about to say with... from someone who is not a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking look, during look, part... look, let me just finish cuz okay. like if you talk like you just pull someone off the street and you're like, "Hey, how do you feel about the Indiana Jones movies? And how do you feel about Dial of Destiny compared to them?" I would really be curious if they're like, 
Well, I really didn't like that they didn't do everything practically in this one. Yeah. I was just distracted by that yeah. the whole time. Well, my like, sister, I... who is a normal person, a real <laughs> human being, a real hero and a real human being, she said she really liked it. It was very good, but it was too long. So I do think that that would be the normal. That uh, probably yeah. would. I I was thinking when the Phoebe Waller Bridge motorcycle thing, when it's dark and it's raining, and I know in the back of my head, I've heard they do that to cover CGI. I wish yeah. I didn't know that kind of stuff sometimes. I'm like, God damn it. I wish I didn't know all this movie stuff because like yeah. I told my mom and stepdad to go see the new Dane show and they're going to love it because they won't complain about that kind of stuff. They're very casual mm. movie watchers. Uh, and like most normal people will not complain about the stuff we complain about. Uh, yeah. Which is fine. See, I, I'm like, actually like, kind of jealous. <laughs> like, I you know it's funny I, that yeah. you, um, oh, sir, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of cutting you off. I apologize. No, I you're just, doing a great job of it. <laughs> just, yeah. So you're complaining about like the mm. action scenes at night and in rain to like kind of cover up bad CG. And that's a complaint I hear about a lot of movies with that. Like the one that comes to mind is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. As someone who loves movies set in the dark or in the rain, I was not thinking that at all. I was just thinking, oh, look, look at that. We've got an action scene in the dark and in the rain. I like that. I don't know. Maybe I think about this stuff too much. I don't know. And then I'm compared to other you movies do. that. Other... Stop it. <laughs> I would like to. I'm going to shut this off and just be like. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy something. No, well, I, I don't know. It's Speaking yeah. of comparing this to other movies, I want to get y'all's opinion. How y'all, f- how y'all feel about 2023? <laughs> like, I mean, you this I, li- I like this movie. <laughs> I like this movie. I didn't love this movie. I, I haven't loved a movie this year. We're halfway through. I have loved... I can't tell you how many movies I've loved. Hang on. Mark, you go and talk. You want... Um, uh, well, you know, I think... Uh, in relation to this very phenomenon, I'm actually placing the blame on me and not the movies. I've seen because everything I, feel like I, I wanted am, to see. I'm being purposely <laughs> more critical of movies this year. And I feel like, like in the past, I tend to give like, be more instantly enthusiastic about movies. But this year, I feel like I'm being openly more critical. And so I'm giving lower ratings to things I would have given higher ratings to in the past. I do think it's very much me. Hey, I got my list pulled up. What I love this year, I love. No, uh, we're not talking no, 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 about don't, like, your ratings. I'm talking yeah, yeah, about I don't like, want... movies you love. Save I for mean, the like... end of the year podcast. I just yeah, like this... no, no, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. that the reason I might not have loved as much is because I myself am being more critical this year than I have been in the past. I'm so not, it's not just th- <laughs> this. Like by at this point last year. I had seen like six movies that I was like, this shit is, is like gold. I love death on the Nile, Cyrano. I mean, we, we did this last time we talked, I think, but like (laughs) Cyrano from 2021. No, I'm sorry, Hayden. I'm sorry. It's not from 2021 where you live, Mark. (laughs) What have I, uh, what have I watched and loved this year? Guardians three, uh, in spite of the shit, I give its runtime John wick, uh, four Suzume. Oh, you guys remember me flipping out about missing. I did that on this very podcast. Oh, I yeah. love missing. I love, I love, you know what? I kind of loved Indiana Jones. Now I haven't given any fives this year, but you know, we're recording this one day before I'm going to watch uh mission impossible. So I'm hoping that changes tomorrow. Maybe Joyride. Hey. Oh, are you, are you doing day. the Walmart seat first? 
No, that's today. They're they're having like check your show times. They're having like another advanced screening tomorrow. Are they? Oh. I'm going I, Tuesday. I mean, for Mission Impossible. I thought that was early. How are you seeing it? They are having I mean like nationwide, you guys should check your show times tomorrow. They're having like early access screenings on Monday night and like several cities I've looked at. Because I was gonna go see it with my dad first. He's the biggest cruise fan, so oh shit. Okay, what is your dad's catchphrase about like don't watch don't listen turn to the off news, the news the turn off the news, watch the cruise. <laughs> turn off the news, oh watch the cruise. It's put that on a t-shirt. Um, I only have like three maybe four movies i would say i love this year and then there's like a steep drop off that's the thing last year there was so much competition for like these movies i love and this year i'm like i got three or four but after that it's a real kind of crapshoot i mean there's good stuff but it's like i don't feel that passionate about i won't i won't name mine i keep us surprised but i was like i i'm looking at it like i i don't know but there's still a lot of year left i mean there's like we're getting uh oppenheimer dead uh Mission Impossible, Barbie, what else coming out? Dune Part 2, Mark Dune, baby. Um, what else? There's more, I'm forgetting. But... Oh, Hunting in Venice. We talked about this oh, at the beginning Hayden's of the episode. That's going to be the one. Year. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I, Caden, I, I will tell you, Haunting in Venice trailer played like gangbusters before my uh, really? Insidious Red Door screening. <laughs> like, people were like into it. I felt like... every time that trailer comes on it's a an audience full of what from everyone in the audience because it's like i love that trailer so much because it's like it five people recognize who it is right five people know what that character is and mostly they're going is that a ghost movie because even <laughs> halloween party the book the agatha christie book has a seance in it but it's not like a Ooky, spooky movie. Halloween movie, uh-huh. you know, or uh, yeah. story. Story. You know? I think it looks like it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. It so. looks. You saw what amazing. I saw. For <laughs> once, admit that you are part of something bigger than you. Yeah, I've seen that trailer like three times <laughs> in the past week, and I am really, really. The, uh, all, I see. I've seen a bunch. I oh my god! Yeah. What he says because we, we are, are all afraid of the ghosts. I'm making whether they are re- yeah. whether they are real. Or imagine. Yes, or that's imagined. that's. Like, you, all right, uh, have you guys seen the trailer for the new Gareth Edwards movie? Yeah, yes, he's turned into Neil Blomkamp, and it's weird. I thought it was a Neil Blomkamp movie. I would have bet money that's what it was. Neil like, Blomkamp? Oh, no, no, no. That's that's Gran Turismo, baby. <laughs> yeah, don't, making Gran Turismo. don't remind. Me. I had not heard of this until my friend Houston showed me the trailer, and I immediately think that's. Like, that's another one I am really excited for. Like, there are a handful of movies that will actually get me out there on opening night, and that is one of them. I think that the looks Gareth awesome. Evans movie? Or Edwards? Whatever uh, Edwards, yeah, yeah. I think that looks I thought it looked good, fantastic. too. I, I was shocked it wasn't Neil Blomkamp, but I was like, oh, I like Gareth Edwards. And I like... He is, good... like, one of the few directors who, like, captures scale. Yes. And I feel like, like increasingly that's something we're losing in movies. It's like a good original sci-fi movie that will. I don't like it that it's tank. like it's pro AI propaganda. <laughs> we don't know that yet. We can't judge, but we see. Well, it's clearly, we're supposed to be sympathetic towards them. <laughs> I don't know. I'll All let right. you know when I see it. I'll let you All know right. how it goes. Uh, gotta stop this AI before it gets out of control. The AI is gonna run this podcast soon. They have enough. They have enough uh, audio of me talking. It'll be all AI. <laughs> Just take it, take all the past episodes and make new ones. Uh, I mean, that's what James is planning. 
<laughs> James planning to murder me and take over the podcast <laughs> oh. with an AI version of me. <laughs> oh, but I don't have anything else oh. to say on Dial Destiny. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Oh, you know what? I'll mention one shot. Another great Spielbergian shot. I love. It's that shot of Mads when he's just changed into his Nazi attire right before they board the plane. Mm-hmm. It's like this big close up of him, like where he's kind of to the right of the frame. And it's like slowly moving in on him. That feels like a very Spielbergian like villain shot to me. I'm trying to remember it. I'm like, wait. Uh yeah. I'm like, I mean, look, <laughs> I'll find I'll find a screenshot in a trailer because I'm pretty sure that shot was in the trailers. Oh, well. All right. Uh, I remember other things. I'm out of gas, guys. Uh, Hayden, what else you got? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I did see another again. Wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be Hayden without just reacting to something someone else said. (laughs) In in one of those reviews, I saw somebody say Indiana Jones should save people. Before I saw the movie, had no idea what they meant. Now I've seen the movie. I have no idea what they meant. Like, because it was a very negative about. review, and they were uh-huh. like, "Indiana Jones should be saving people." And I'm like, "It's not. He's not Superman." Number one, number right. two, like, well, I was expecting. Well, I was. I was literally expecting. Like, is he gonna be the devil? Is he gonna kill me? Is, is, is it, pleased to meet you. I'm sympathy for the devil, and he's. I mean, kill I don't him. remember any sequences of him like recklessly endangering people outside of like your standard i mean this is tame compared to your standard action movie like i yeah cannot think of anything where people would have died as a result of what no one gets doing. chopped up in propellers no one gets kali mod he is not ben mendelson is in secret invasion uh he is not sorry i got disney plus in the background but um yeah <laughs> there's no the moment where like he does the movies i would he's say he's not punching zod through skyscrapers like i don't know what's what they're talking about it's a very weird criticism very yeah. strange apologies to whoever wrote that if you're no, listening but no apologies. Hey. <laughs> explain, <laughs> explain, your, explain um, yourself <laughs> reach out to, you can reach out to me on twitter at donald trump and uh <laughs> i will i will listen at the to real all donald of your complaints trump. follow real, me on threads he's that, not uh... yeah he's not on twitter he's on uh what's the threads is a new uh, well he's on the conservative one what is that called what what is that called again you know what we're spending too much time on it already i'm sorry for making that joke matt (laughs) uh no you're fine um i don't reply to me on twitter uh matt bledzo uh matt bled 87 that's it (laughs) i was gonna say i'm like oh no i'm gonna say it anyway at the end i'm gonna plug yeah you're gonna say it anyway I wanted you to direct them to some other Matt Bledsoe. There's a shocking, shockingly uh, large number of them. I've never met like another Bledsoe in my life. And then there's like Bledsoe. 30 Matt Bledsoe's on Twitter. Um, That's the exact <laughs> way it is with Warner. You should ask your listeners to explain just why they hate uh, Helena Shaw. Why do you hate her? <laughs> also, for some reason, you just saying her name makes me want to hear Sean Connery say it like Helena Shaw. Shaw. Helena oh. Shaw. Oh, Indy, is that Helena she talks, Shaw? She talks in her sleep. <laughs> Put in your pants, old man. God. That's right. I'm sleeping I, with everybody. Yeah. Oh, I slept with your goddaughter, Indy. I slept with your goddaughter. I slept with my granddaughter. I slept with all of them. <laughs> I'm sl- I'm sl- I slept with all of them. 
I've slept with every woman in Europe. I've, sh- I've slept with <laughs> every woman I've ever met in my life. These episodes cannot escape the Connery impressions, can they? No. I mean, so I feel like it's an impression that everyone can do to some degree. So it's just fun. It's just, I find it fun to talk like him. I don't know why. It's just funny with that accent. <laughs> like and they won't like, leave it alone. Yeah. With the S's in there. His interview with Barbara Walters. Not enough here. Not enough here. with that woman in Um. You just put out like Harrison things Ford impressions on this podcast. Too uh, many Sean I think Connors. we need more impressions on this podcast. That's what we're lacking. So too. Who <laughs> so. who else is in this movie? I want me do my book. Want me do my book? We'll do my little broken Dan, impression. The farther for we you. get, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to find that spot you guys want me to cut out because I don't know how I'm going to find. It. <laughs> okay, well, leave it in. It's, uh, it's close to the end, bub. Oh, uh, does anybody want to? plug anything i think we're done mm. um i'm gonna be on podcast i've been in ages so i got nothing to plug <laughs> i'm gonna be on an episode of Lindsay's show pretty soon um i don't know if she's announced what we're talking about it may oh, be yeah. out by the time well, no. no no this will be out tomorrow so oh, never mind. Out. uh i don't know if we can mention we're all gonna be on at Lindsay's podcast. is that what you're talking about that's, or a different no that's a different oh a different one. thing okay yeah well uh we are all gonna be on Lindsay's show for a, another unannounced episode so yeah. i don't know if i she probably wouldn't mind but i'll i yeah i'll yeah. let her announce it i don't want to steal her thunder yeah so. so i'll be on hers twice then pretty soon and that's right okay supposed <laughs> to be on the terror table soon oh but you know those guys; they're very busy guys. So who they knows? are very busy men. <laughs> um, well, I look forward to all that. I'm excited to go on talking all with you guys. Talk about the double feature. Oh. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do, drop a big hand and say it may be the double feature of the year. It's gonna be expensive. The year that you we're think in. that anyway. anyone's gonna be able to get it. I I hope they can. Uh, <laughs> like, I dropped that hint on purpose, but I didn't say it, so I should You're probably dropping <laughs> what. Uh, oh just a hint just now a i hint. feel bad now i've that's one that's okay <laughs> anyway um okay now i can plug stuff because i didn't plug it in part one because i was just like and then here mark and hate it Uh-oh. so um i've lost you guys really i can't well, hear we you. still hear you mark can you hear us <laughs> all right uh, well, i gotta wrap this thing up out for like seconds. 30 seconds but <laughs> now i can hear you Okay. Uh, I don't right. have I don't have anything to plug. Uh, I don't know. But listen to Speak know. Now, Taylor's version. I'll plug that. <laughs> I love how you're plugging that for Taylor. She needs the extra press. I swear. Yeah. Just have enough I mean, you just you got to help people out whenever you can. That's true. It's true. Uh, okay. Well, you can follow the podcast uh, anywhere you get podcasts. I was going to say I heard that Stitcher is going to go under in like a month. And yes, look that is. At depressing podcast stats that's like the second most listened to app for this show behind this apple podcast so i hope really? all people that listen on stitcher will find some other way to listen to the podcast like i'm well, never as one of those stitcher. people i'm gonna have to oh, i've never used it. stitcher i heard it was good people really liked it i know keith said he used it anthony king uh Mark apparently app. uses it like oh, so i hope apple podcast spotify i can't there's some other ones i heard about i cannot remember the names i wish i could help more all next episode i'll figure it out but uh it was like i was like well that's yes cut out again man you might have to do some editing (laughs) i i don't think so i don't know oh now it is frozen wait what's going on okay it froze for a second it did freeze on my end oh my god i'm gonna get through a plug (laughs) Uh, okay Uh, 
follow me on Twitter, Maplet87, as long as Twitter exists. Yeah, maybe uh, Film Feast Pod on Twitter, uh, Film Feast on Instagram. We'll see you next time. I don't know exactly what we're doing yet. I think it's going to be me and Daniel doing like a hangout episode because I hey. know what to do to follow up Indiana Jones. So we're going to talk about I stuff we've those. seen lately. I know they're fun. Those are I was the like, best, yeah. We'll just talk about stuff we've seen lately and just kind of hang out because I was Can like, we send I... in questions? If you want, yeah. I... I'm going to send in questions. <laughs> you know, you, you did questions when, uh, when we did our hangout episode. That's true. That's true. If you guys, I mean, if anybody wants to send questions, go for it i it's like i guess dm me i mean all the people that actually i talk to will probably send questions i'll yeah i'll I'll go ahead i will ask my first question right now okay daniel what is explain your review about indiana jones and the dial of destiny (laughs) explain your review why they're really no no here daniel daniel (laughs) why just why (laughs) yeah why all right well it's a tough question for daniel answer we'll see what he says uh so all right. Well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Guess it's time to end it, Dana Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, I should say thanks to everyone for listening to this because we've had uh, very large. I was shocked at the downloads for these uh, Indiana Jones episodes because I didn't know how it was going to go. But uh, oh, they've been they, great. I, yeah, I, I, feel, I appreciate everyone's been a guest. I'm disappointed that we couldn't uh, record with James and Andy. Yeah, I know. I really wanted to work out, but I also didn't want to like cut anybody off because it was like hayden was on vacation james is going on vacation i was like i don't want to leave anybody out so uh yeah yeah it worked out i think this will be fine so uh thanks that was very kind of you matt hmm? no i just said that was very kind of you very oh. thoughtful yes you're welcome i did, I just i couldn't do it i couldn't do it penitent so, man <laughs> um and yes i hope people man. keep listening even past the Nina jones series <laughs> so please stick around we do lots well, of fun stuff around here the so, next thing you're doing is covering each episode of the young indiana jones oh <laughs> no no sir <laughs> oh you're not oh, okay never mind. no sorry not gonna do that but uh we'll do something else fun so all right everybody we'll see you next time bye <laughs>